Hey, and welcome to Tales from the Dark Side. Oh, it's a review. You didn't see the little droid, so you know there's going to be a warning coming. And here it is. To all you new people out there that haven't seen this before, who've never seen one of our reviews before, we are going to spoil stuff. For all you old people who know that we spoil stuff, we have a little bit of a twist. We know a lot of people couldn't get through the novel if you didn't listen to it or you couldn't read the book, but you still want to know what it's about. So we're going to give you an overview. Now listen, these two over here have listened to it already. I've read it. We're going to give you an overview for the first five minutes. After that five-minute timeline's up, we are going to put this on the screen. Pete, roll it. You get a little roller on the bottom that says spoilers. That's going to go for five seconds. When that screen comes down, we're going to spoil everything. We're going to deep dive into the book. We're going to talk about character development. We're going to tell you what the storyline was, what our favorite parts were, how it all worked out. We're going to tell you how it's going to go in the future, in our opinion, and we're going to craft a couple theories. You know how we do on this show. So do this. When that spoiler thing comes up, either hit the pause button, go down, like, hit the subscribe, leave a little comment, and come back and see it when you're done with the novel. For the rest of you, you better be liking it. You better hit that subscribe button and just, just don't leave because we're going to spoil it. All right. We're going to get into it. We'll be right back after we give you our little... Hey, and welcome to Tales from the Dark Side. We're back. Here we go. This is our little intro for it. Uh, it's going to break down real quickly. We'll go over a couple of the books. There was a couple out there that came out. Um, you might have heard us talk about something before. You had the regular cover. You could pick up pretty much every store. They also, obviously, at Barnes & Noble, they have this book. Uh, has a fold-out. That's the book that I usually buy. The fold-out paper is just little posters. I will be honest with you. Sometimes they're better than not, but you know, as a collector, you have got to um, get them all right. It's like Pokemon. So I got them. This is the one side of the poster. Uh, this is the other side of the poster. Not the best in my opinion, but still pretty cool. Uh, it matches all the rest of the books I got there. Then they also had the out of print book. I think you heard us talk about this. We talked about it mm -hmm. last week, uh, 24 hours after we told people they might be interested in getting this book. It's sold out. And this is the full dust jacket. We will get into what's on this dust jacket later. We're not going to tell you what it is right now, but it is pretty important. Same with a pair of socks. And also on the socks, you see the little circle. That is a pin. That was $50. Was a steal of a deal. Because as somebody asked last week, do these go up in prices? And I said, yeah, you should probably get them. And then didn't go out and buy one myself. They sold out 24 hours later. And now the interwebs are taking over the pricing game on those. So good luck. Yeah, ridiculous prices now. Yes. They did do something. They tailored down the timeline. So it's not 15 pages, which is what it was getting to be in some of the other books. You have a really nice, easy one to go through right here. Goes up to uh, Dooku Jedi Lost. By the way, just a heads up for the people staying. We will talk a little bit about that later. And for the people who aren't staying, Maybe you should put that book on the reading list if you have not read it before. Uh, one little thing, and we have the names on it, but also the same day that came out, they came out with a little, Pete, what would you call this? A kiddie book? Right? Yeah, it's a young, young, you know, young kid's book. Like five-year-old, five to seven, I think, is the age. It pretty much, the, the novel breaks down into three parts. The little kiddie sticker book, covers the first part it's called the great disaster the kitty book is not called that uh it is called the great rescue 
but pretty much runs hand in hand with it. Tells a lot of the story in very few pages. It's pretty cool. I will tell you this. I had bought a couple copies because I buy a couple copies for my kids. And some of them, just check the inside cover. Some of them had a print run on the intro page, which is fine because the kids only care about the pictures in it and the stickers. But if you're one of those people who want to keep a pristine copy, make sure you open up the front page first because there was a, it wasn't just mine. There's a couple other people who had a little bit of print run running. Mine was good though. So there are good ones. Pete, if you could go to your solo screen and hold up the other book because I don't have it handy because I'm halfway through. Oh, yeah. They also came out right here. The, you, not that one. The other no, book. Not this one? The other one that came out, the Ireland book that came out. Oh, this one. Yep. They yeah, also like came out guy. with this book, The Test of Courage. We will probably do a review on it. It's not that hard. Yeah. I think that's called Youth. I can't follow. You can find it in the kids' section at most of your Barnes and Nobles. Yeah, I think it's one of you my young adults. Does anybody know what that's called? Is it called Youth? I don't know. I think it's young adult for this one. Yeah, young adult. Mm. I see we have 20 comments. I will not be looking at the comment section until I'm done with the show. <laughs> we will have Q&A at the end. Thank you. Very I'll try much. to keep an eye on it. Mm -hmm. All right. So that is um, also two. So three parts. You got part one, which is called The Great Disaster. It was 114 pages. They then had a little um, interlude after that. It was a four-page interlude. And it started to cover a little bit. It didn't really introduce some, but introduced something uh, called the Nile. Then you got into part two, uh, which is called the pass. That was 173 pages. The interlude for that was the council. Take a wild guess. Yes. It was about the Jedi council. Uh, <laughs> part three is called the storm. And then they had an epilogue and I will not tell you the title of the epilogue unless you stay around because I do not want to spoil it for you. Fine people uh, that don't want it spoiled. Oh, guys, go ahead, Jen. Oh, I will say, so I know that people are like, oh, like it's a, when, you, when you see the book, you're like, wow, that's intimidating. And like, I don't have time right now. So if you have Amazon Prime and you do Audible as a first time usage, it gives you two books for free to listen to for 30 days. Just keep track of 30 days, cancel if you want to, we get at least two. And if you do it right now, you should be able to get this Light of the Jedi. And then the next one comes, comes out February 4th. Oh, and the next one will be good too. Mm. That's that's exactly what I was going to ask you. And you guys did the audio book. So I will tell you, reading the actual book, um, especially after you get past part one, it was over. Game over. The book was great. Like, it was just crazy. I liked the whole thing. But, like, after the first 114 pages and considering they do, like, a countdown in that, you know when you're getting to it. And it, it's yeah. the whole book's a countdown. It, I just couldn't stop putting it down. I had to get to the next page. I had to get to the next page. I had to get to the next page. I know a lot of you that read, um, that have watched our show before knows that typically I read two to three books at a time. I didn't do it this time. I just focused on this book. But even with that being said, like, I don't think I would have. I mean, it was so, such a quick read, such an easy read. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I do recommend it. It does have a little bit of everything. So you're going to have a little bit of politics. You're going to have a little, a lot of action. There's a lot of introduction to characters. I even got a couple screwed mm -hmm. up. And the second time I read the book, I took notes so I could kind of get them down, especially not knowing who some of the characters are. For the people that are sticking around, we will try the best to show pictures of major characters in here so you can at least relate with what they look like. Same thing with ships. Uh, for everybody else, sorry. Um, <laughs> and the ending was great. Like, it was great. Overall, the book it was awesome. I don't know how the audiobook turned out. We didn't really get into it with each other's reviews because I wanted to see the reactions from everything else. 
But if I got to rank it among the books, and you know I've read them all, I mean, this is one of the top 10. It actually is. And I'm not just saying that it it's up there. I mean, I'm not saying that this is, well, maybe I'm, I look, I love Dark Disciples. <laughs> Tarkin was great. You know, Ahsoka's up there. They're all, those are up there. Is this on that level? It might be, man. But I maybe it's because that's it's new topics, and I you know how I love new subjects and stuff like that. I will say that it's definitely up there with the alphabet squads of the world. It's definitely up there. It's better than a phasma, you know. I mean, hey, better than the phasma. So that's my opinion on it. If you haven't read it, I suggest you do. Yeah, geez, stop. <laughs> We're not supposed to do that. They told us the channel oh, said that well, I, I can read it out loud. Read, if I read comments, Marco reads books like yeah, exactly. Abe in the Hellboy movie. There you go. All right. So how does he read books? I can't remember how he reads books in the movie, which is alarmingly sad considering one of the artists or pencilers is from the state of Michigan that did that, that, that character. All right, Pete, you listened to it on audio. Uh, yes, I did. What'd you think? I liked it. Like especially, I mean, it's, it was tough to start. I, I will admit you mentioned it like at start at the start, it felt a little bit game of Thrones style. Like they're just throwing out a bunch of names. I couldn't really remember. I couldn't like place who was who and just a lot of information thrown out in like the first like two chapters. I I was just trying to get my bearings, but eventually it settles in and then you get a good sense of what's going on. And it, it, it was great, like especially by the time you get to the end, it just built like as the story went on, it built uh, like you laid out. There's three parts, like as far as listening wise, that second part was like a huge chunk of the time. Yeah, like, it, was. it was 13 and a half hours. If you want to do the audible thing, yeah. it's like 13 and a half hours. You had like maybe three, three and a half for the first part, a big chunk, I guess, maybe six hours for the second. Yeah. And then the end part was really fast. I listened yeah, to the yeah, third part today. Yeah. Like a, the end part was, I think in total was like 68 pages where you're looking at the middle is I think running around almost 200 pages. So that's the bulk of it. And then around a hundred pages from the front end. So it definitely does. It was a good thing that you brought up the game of Thrones point of view, because I forgot to repeat it. Cause I was saying it earlier. Jen, unless you were going to say it, but reading the book, it really was that style. If you read Game of Thrones, like they start following one group, then another group, and another group. That yeah, is how the point book, of view chapters kind of thing. Yeah, inside the inside the parts, each chapter is broken down in that way. And it, it just imagine how um, you know Charles Sola did this book, and he's done a great job in the new Star Wars run. I know we reviewed his stuff before and kind of his pathway, and we were really excited for this. Uh, he's it's phenomenal, like how he did it, because he could have easily gone off the rails. And I think he kept it on track to keep you still intrigued. And at the same time, the slow parts, if you can call them that, but the parts where you have to build information that you might not want mm. in the book, it wasn't too many pages. And you were just like ready. You're like, okay, cool, cool. But the next chapter here, and then bang, you'd get the next chapter. And it's a firework. He would come back every every slow down that he do, he would then, and I don't know if you caught this on, I don't know, but the next one, he would just light a fire. He'd start mm -hmm. off with, yeah, it's a fire. It's crazy. So Jen, what was your opinion? Uh, I loved it. Uh, I, I will say like, I loved it from the, from the get go. Cause it, it, it sets up and it character builds, but it's not really that it's not that important to the overall story, but just to pull you in to what's about to happen. So you need to give it three chapters. If you listen to it or read three chapters, I swear to you, it'll pull you in and you won't put it back down or stop listening. Like, like by the end of the third chapter, I think at one point my heart was like speeding <laughs> up. And then uh, also I had, I didn't cry, but I had watery eyes. Oh, you got all that. misty? 
Yeah, I got yeah. Misty. <laughs> you're gonna have to tell us what part that is because I don't know what part you're talking about. I just, but oh, maybe save I save it for later. Let's save it for later. Hey, here it is. It's about to be that time. We love everybody that stopped by. Remember, on your way out, hit the like, hit the subscribe button, hit the pause button. We'll catch you when you come back. You finish it off. For the rest of you, stay. We're giving them five seconds to leave. One, two, three, four. All right. We gave you the five count. Now the spoilers are coming out. Uh, I'm just going to say this real quickly. Where the comic book starts off, for all those people that read the comic book, it is in the future past this. This event had oh, yeah. already happened. It was really cool. We pulled some of the book uh, pictures. From, why we brought up the kitty sticker book is because that's where we pulled some of the pictures from because they actually did have some pictures in there, and it really helped. When I was talking to you two about it, I was like, yeah, the kitty book, references, pictures, blah, blah, blah. And I know, Pete, did you say you went back and looked at yeah, some? Yeah, went, went, once you said that, you are like, yeah, the, you know, the kitty book kind of covers part one pretty good. And as I was listening to, I went back to the book for reference of like, it kind of does. Like, it's just like a like faster summary of uh, of the book. So it starts out, and we have, uh, feel free, you guys can do the names on this one, because I did my episode of naming people already. Hedda Cassidy. Uh, yep. And it starts off with Hedda Cassidy, and she is a captain of pretty much a barge ship that's transporting mm -hmm. people. Hyper lanes are kind of new at this point. They don't really explain it. They say they're a little sketchy, doesn't go all the way out to Outer Rim. They well, do say they're trying to expand further, correct, Jen? Yeah, well, they, they say that they don't understand how it works fully, but, but they use them. <laughs> Yeah, like proprietary by the uh, what's that yeah. family, Von, yes. Von, Von yeah. Tekas or whatever. Yeah, well, so uh, well, we'll just skip all the way down there. Well, so, well I know that gets into later, but it's the Santeca, Santeca's who it is, and it, you might know yeah. the name from Lord Santeca because he ended up showing up. He's the one who had the directions to uh, Luke Skywalker. His, well, it could be his parents because they were both males. What one of his descendants? Uh, descendants or were the people who kind of came up with the hyper hyper lanes so they they break that down which is pretty cool to get into that um even, even had a had a cast like they she's she was a, a fighter pilot but now she's like just doing she's just fighter pilot to pilot they went into depth about how like hey her ship's old but she maintains it like yeah. it, it's it's not a rust bucket like this is like an everyday new york to california type of a trip right like, yeah. and I liked her character. I'm like, oh, she yeah. sounds interesting. I kind of care about this character. And then. Uh... Well, there's a running theme in this novel. And you'll see what it is in a minute. <laughs> um, so she's on something called the Legacy Run. That's the freighter ship that she has. She carried a whole bunch of people on it. She's in hyperspace. And all of a sudden, something called a storm ship, which is this. Well, this is the concept art for it. Um, pops up in the hyper lane, I guess. Which never happened before. Never happened before. Now, do you know that they're a little bit newer? Sure, I understand all that. But she tries to avoid it. They say how they did a lot of building. That's where I think it, if you're not into the details too much, it might get a little boring. But they're trying to express of how great of a pilot she is. So she does try to avoid the ship. Now, there's a debate that me and Jen have on what happened next, and we'll have Pete fill it in what he thinks. The <laughs> ship does split up when she tries to avoid it under my interpretation is it still hits the ship under Jen's interpretation is what Jen? Well, so I felt like she avoids it just narrowly and maybe just like skims it. Cause she says that she feels, she knows that she's in a ship, but she feels like, right. Like yeah. she just barely, but then yeah. as she does that, the ship like just starts and she hits a button to like 
put force fields around each compartment, but it starts to break apart. And then she, she looks at her cap or her co-captain and he's like, it's been an, and he came and say it all the way. And they, the yeah. people in the front part die like, boom. Yeah. And I, my interpretation was that the front part swung back around after it was separating and ran into the ship. And that's what yeah. happened. Maybe not who it's a minor detail does not actually matter overall, <laughs> but that's just how detailed this book is. It gets you into arguments of what blew who up and who blew what up, how, um, so after that, what that caused was a chain reaction. And it was really cool how they did it because they thought this out. If that would happen in hyperspace, what would happen to all the garbage all or the pieces, per se? Well, and that's why I think she avoided it, because I think that was part of their debate when they were talking about what did she do? And they went over her history like she's a captain. She knows what she's doing. She keeps her ship you know, in great shape. Like, why would it was like, a, was there a possibility of a mutiny? Did the, you know, the onboard people like what happened with the ship i don't think they knew or thought at first that something would hit it because that's not something that can happen in hyperspace so they weren't thinking that way yeah like, well, oh yeah they definitely might have yeah i just think maybe because of what happens next so what we find out happens next is the, the there's pieces now of debris from this yeah. that are just shooting out all over the hyper uh off of the hyper and you don't know where they're coming from but but the but they but they build up that 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 satellite uh they so they get you to, to like start to get to know a character again about hey there's this girl that i really like i'm on this freaking like satellite my boss sucks she doesn't do anything she's class above me there's a girl that i like down on one of the planets you know what today's a day i'm gonna get 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 up the courage to, to ask her out and so you're like oh man this is like who's this and then all of a sudden <laughs> like on his screen pops up all this debris and he's like the heck is this and he, he like yeah so they go into the Hetzel Prime system. Very interesting story about the Hetzel Prime. It has two moons. One of the moons, the fruit moon. This is really cool. So they're adding a lot of stuff. Even though it's a new story, they're adding a lot of cool stuff. They start giving you the introduction of things like how the hyperspace lanes took place and how they were formed. But they also start Baca, the stuff that heals them, the blue tanks, you know, Luke was in when he lost his arm and everything like that. Yeah, they, the explained that yeah they explained that they used something before that. And now they're using that and they're trying to figure out how they can mass produce it. And this fruit moon is supposed to mass produce it. So you think like, oh, well, maybe somebody's trying to sabotage that. That was what was going through my head. Like, oh, maybe somebody said same. either way. Yeah, say I was wrong. Uh, either <laughs> either way, pieces start coming down. And then what happens is what uh, Shannon Fisher wants to know what the hell a fruit moon is. Yeah, I think it was just a fruit moon because oh, of how they said that everything could grow off of it. Correct. But I think they also weird. like then. So once you see that the stuff is coming. They, they then bring up, so the people on the satellite see this danger coming, like it's all the pieces of the ship are coming like at hyper speeds and they're like, oh shit. So they hit the, uh, for the whole entire gal uh, galaxy, right? That they're in or uh, Yeah, yeah, the prime, the yeah. system. The the system the, they uh, hit an alarm button. Hey, on the way, we'll say what's going on, but too late, they all die. Yeah. And then, but then it skips to the planet and you, it, it really pulls you into, Hey, it's a farming planet. This stuff's happening. Hey, there's budget cuts. So we're like short staffed. And then, mm -hmm. Hey, there's an alarm going on. Why is there an alarm going on? Well, there's no, they don't receive why it's happening. And then you, I like even how they even go further into it of like, uh, because there's budget cuts, some people don't also believe that it's even happening. Like, why do we have to evacuate what's going on? Yeah. And like farmers don't even have, like to even leave space to go into space. You don't have the means to go off planet anyway. Yeah. So like th that's where like I got really invested into like this is a disaster that's about to happen 
like, and I kind of pictured like if I was in that, in that position and that's why I was like, oh shit. Like I felt like my heart was beating up. I'm like, oh man, if that happened, like we all be effed. Like I'm, I'm not rich. I'm not getting out of that planet. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of interesting how they did too. Obviously they put a little bit of uh, politics in there too. Cause they're saying like, listen, they didn't need a security force anymore because they really was no threat being in a system that the hyper, as soon as the hyperlanes were getting out there, they could have protection. So they didn't really have to worry about anything that much. So the officials were kind of using the money for their personal gains instead of so much for taking care of some of the planet. Plus they weren't really that rich because they were using a lot of money for resources. So it really was like a peasant type situation where there's a lot of peasant workers out there. And it, that plays an interesting part later on when they start introducing two characters. Um, but yeah, no, it was really cool and it's in depth. I do understand that some people aren't always into that, but no, but even like, like talking about like the police force trying to maintain order in the cities and then being like, wait, I have families. So then they also like, cause again, these things are now coming towards their planet and in like that system and then being like, I have families and they just left. So ca the chaos on a planet that would ensue people yeah, who yeah. ignored it, who are trying Evacuation. to leave yeah. the prices going up on ships leaving. And then that one ship that like a guy who yeah, it's uh, like the end of Titanic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and how the, that, that one guy, how he had uh, that ship that would the take- The cargo ship. He had a right? cargo ship that he emptied everything out and he tried to fit every single person he could on there. And he put on too much weight and it pulled a, you know, Apollo 13 or whatever, like yeah. start to take off. And by the time it got up there, it just blew up. So it was just not one disaster. It was a whole bunch of disasters going on. Yeah. Finally, they reached out and they thought nobody was going to be able to come. Nobody was going to be able to help. And then you hear a voice. And it's actually kind of, you know, there was a lot of cool lines in this book. And this is one of the ones that kind of kind of started off. I'm actually going to go out of order on this because we weren't going to introduce her right away. But I'm going to do it. We're going to go talk of our Chris. You know, we love this cover, so we're showing it. This is also <laughs> the kid. You know, she's uh, blonde haired in the back. And Chris says, this is the Jedi Master Ava, Chris. Help is on the way. I mean, like, it just, on the page, it popped. Like, yeah. help. We're the Jedi. We're coming. Because it seemed like it was all over. It seemed like there was nobody going to help these people. You were just going to see the whole planet blow up. Yeah. So she sends out a group. And yes, some of these are taken out of the kitty books. She sends a group of uh, fighters out there. And they show up in, which is cool, real quickly, because they show up in these little new planes. They've got a lot of new planes, which are really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot mm -hmm. thinner, a lot more accurate. The vectors they come in. One group is this right well, here. Force controlled too, aren't they? Like most they can. So like, to, it's really cool because how you start those is you have to use the hilt of a Jedi. Like I was gonna say lightsaber, but there's something we're getting to later that they introduce here that isn't a lightsaber. Whatever it has the Kyber crystal in it, that's how it starts up those things. It's really cool, and they can control them with their minds a little bit more and stuff like that. They introduce us to Burr, who is the um, Wookiee on the right, and his master, Nib, uh, who's an old Jedi. They come in to start helping out. So does, this is one of the groups, T... Go ahead, somebody. Tiami. Tiami. Uh, don't worry, you're not going to need to know that name for much longer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then we got... Uh, Mikel. Uh, the, they are in this book. They show them on the covers. So you can get a couple stickers for them too. Real cool. That's where we obviously pulled the pictures. They come in. They start to get their plan together of what they're going to do. And they see all these, these pieces flying down. And they're like, oh, we got to try. They get together because the, the, the Jedi does work with the Republic. And the Republic sends out some people well, or at least 
attaches people. So there is, go ahead. There's one well, group. That, that was the thing too, is that like that planet, when they first uh, were telling people to evacuate the planet, they sent out something to the Republic, but they're like, ah, it's not going to, the girl was like, it's, it's, it's pointless. Like mm -hmm. no one's going to come. Like we're too far out. And so yeah. like, like that, that Avar Chris part is at the end of chapter three, which is why I'm like, please, for the love of God, listen to three chapters, read yeah. three chapters, and then decide what you think of this book. Cause that's when like, well, four chapters then. Well, what was it? Oh, is it three? Okay. Yeah, because so, yeah. after three, then, then they bring yeah. in the Jedi, and then they and they they hit up this couple called Josh and Pick, and they own kind of a craft too, and they have a great idea. They're talking about maybe we can throw out these like. Oh, th th that's later because remember the uh, at first they were gonna like blast them, but then yeah, that the Wookie was like freaks out and is like, wait, wait, wait. Oh yeah. Like there's people on on the pieces. So mm -hmm. basically, when uh, Hedda puts everyone into force fields, some of them did die and break up, but some of them actually are still alive in a force field. So when they figure out someone's on that, that's when Marco, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say what they were gonna do later. We can get back into that because I was gonna also talk about Chris and what her superpower is. So Jen is absolutely right. They do start reaching out there, and Burr goes like, "Hey." Look, I can feel people on there. We can't just blast these out. So everybody's trying to come up with a plan. Um, Chris does have a special superpower, I guess, something that they introduced that they hadn't before. It's She creates like a um, net mind between all the Jedis, right? So they can communicate. Like, yeah. like they all okay. kind of... Connectivity hub? Yeah, something to that effect. <laughs> yeah, so they can kind of all hear her in the head or whatever. Um, what'd you... Okay, I'm just going to ask it. What'd you guys think of that? They do that in comic books all the time. I know they do. The X Men. That's I thought it. Was, I thought it was an X Men thing, and I was you, like, I'm used to it. And even like in uh, Young Justice, you have uh, Megan Moore, uh, the oh yeah, Moore Hunter. Like she can connect. She connects everybody like mentally. It's not like that specifically. It's more of like be here, do this, but not like word for word, right? And that was interesting. I thought like it, it's a first time, but she also has that power to like see how the Force works for them. Mm. And then that was something that I've never thought about in Star Wars ever is like for every Jedi, the force is different in their own. Yeah, that I thought was also interesting. I yeah. did. I did like how they did that. I wasn't a huge fan. I thought it was like this is a way to solve a problem. Mm. So you gave her this because there are some other powers people get. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Or, you know, like when you they, they've used it with other Jedi in the back in the past where you can see the future by touching things and stuff like that, which I really like. This one, I was kind of like, so now you can just reach out and hit the whole universe at one time. You can do the cerebral think, thing. Like, uh, okay. I think the, you know, the writer or soul, he tried to touch on things that you just kind of take for granted a lot of times mm. like you know, with a lot of characters. Cause even with the Wookiee, like I like that whole bit where nobody could understand it. They just hear a guy go like they had no translator. There was no droid. Oh, yeah. There's no droid. Knew what he was saying, but we got to hear what he was in well, his head thinking. So the master was the, his master. Nib was the only one who actually exactly. So he's one person he can talk to. Around. She's yeah. busy. So what do I do? Like we'll get to a little bit later because something else does happen, which is pretty good. And he's a very intriguing character. Very intriguing character. Mm -hmm. I really like how they did it. It could have gone bad really quickly because he does have. He brings a moral compass back to the Jedi. He seems like a pure Jedi than even like everybody's out there doing whatever because there's no threats. Now there is yeah. there's stuff shooting out of hyperspace, but he's always on a different level of consciousness. He kind of seems like one of those Jedis that would be more of the moral ground. And we kind of start getting away for those type of Jedis. I mean, we do like the Jedis that are a little bit more on the grayish side, right? We don't like the straight laced 
Obi-Wan all the time, even though Obi-Wan did switch over. But, like, you don't. You don't like those ones. They're usually pretty boring. You got to give them a little bit. Like, everybody loved when Obi was uh, had a girlfriend all of a sudden, right? Because that made him a little bit more saucy. And Burr <laughs> isn't. He brings it back to that time when a Jedi was really pure and, like, really thought about uh, the Force and what the Force meant, which is really kind of cool. Um, but that being said, they do run into a couple. So they, then they start introducing a couple, the Jocelyn Pick, um, Edren, and they own a, a ship. They come up with an idea on how to save some of those people. You have the mind telepathy, telepathic thing going on with Chris, where she's reaching out to every Jedi to try to get them. So, you know, the help is on the way. I do want to mention a couple things. So some of these, they're asking to try to get a, a Jedi, uh, cruiser in there called a longbow. This is what it looks like, the concept art, for those people that can't see it. They're really cool. A lot of these ships are a little bit more sleek. They're longer. They definitely have a different look to them. They're not as militant as what, you, what you're used to. And you have to remember, mm-hmm. one of the reasons why that is is because they don't have many people to fight. Mm-hmm. Like It really is a lot about transport. The other thing that's very interesting about these, and you'll see the Millennium Falcon in this one, this is what the cargo ship, we saw the cargo ship in the little kitty book. That's what it looks like. This was the original, it was taken off of this concept art. And as you see the Millennium Falcon, a lot of these ships that you're going to see were original concepts that they were going to use for the last three movies. And they decided not to use them for one reason or another. I know some of our stuff has touched on other stuff that they haven't used, like puppets they've built and stuff like that. Feel free to go back and look at our library. You can find out some of those things there. But do know that they're bringing a lot of stuff that they didn't use in those first three movies out and incorporating it even in these books which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. With that being said, we move on a little bit from there. We have Chris. Oh, they introduce us into probably what's going to form into one of my favorite Jedi groups. So the next group that they introduce us to is somebody named Loden Greatstorm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, the, the name itself sounds very, which a lot of this stuff is here. It sounds very like um, Camelot-ish, you know, uh, Arthur-ish, stuff like that. And this is no exception. He is a very interesting um, Jedi. He kind of has this interpretation where you let your Padawan learn by kicking them in the butt and then figuring it out for themselves. Yeah. Throw them in the deep end. Is kinda... like it. Yeah. It's like how I taught my kids how to swim. I go down to the end of the dock. I throw them in the water. And if they pop their heads back up, they're good. If they don't, <laughs> I'm in trouble. Um, he has a Padawan. Uh He's also got the yellow, too, which I think is kind of cool. I went and found my son's yellow lightsaber. Oh, yeah, that is cool. They did a lot of cool colors with the yellow lightsabers and other lightsabers, too. Um, There's a – so he has a Padawan who's young and doesn't – I don't think he he appreciates his master, but does not appreciate so much, like, the just, hey, I'm going to kick you off a cliff and you better survive. It's a – I could die. Does he want me to die? Like, is he, is he tired of me? I think that's what he says, right? Like, he does yeah. go through that mental process of, like, does he not, you know, does he not want me around? Or is he just a bad teacher? Or what? Why is this happening to me? Either way, uh, you could see it start off pretty good. Oh, that's Amber, the dog behind him, dog well, creature. You aren't going to get into that till later, oh. but thank you very much. Well, the very interesting part about them is that they um, – they get put on the planet because there's like rioting starting and there is these people who are in charge of the planet that are profiteering off of the farming. 
and they have the gates locked and a bunch of people are trying to get on crafts. And most of the people are doing the honorable thing and, you know, letting people on crafts. However, even if they're charging a little bit more, at least they're getting people off. Sure. The, there's a group of uh, people who are taking their time, packaging their expenses, and they're not going to let anybody get there. They have hired armed guards and there's a big crowd sitting out. So they're going to try to keep the peace and at the same time, get some of the people maybe on the ship to try to fly them out of there. Well, real quick, what would you think about about when they arrive? He's like, where are we going? And it's like, well, where do you want to go? Like, where's the force pulling you? And it's like, so Avar Chris, like, hey, go to this planet. Okay. And it's just like super general. So it's like, yeah. he, like, asked, like the Jedi asked his pattern, like, where do you want to go? Like, where do you feel the force pulling you? And it's like, that's interesting. Which is, you know what? That's a lot of ways that I was taught. So like I really associated with it. It was not, um, it was, um, everybody has a different parenting style, which is fine. Um, some work better for others. I was always given and my guidance is given to my kids, like make a decision, stick with it. And if you get too far into it, we'll help you out. We'll give you a hand up to get out of there, but we're not going to help you make your regular decisions through life. You got to figure it out, man. And that's kind of how I felt. So I really attached myself to both the Padawan Bell and uh, Great Storm, the teacher. So I really loved it. I thought that was great. I just, I just thought it, it was great. Stop laughing because I know they're probably killing me in the comments every time you laugh. Hey, listen, I thought it was really great. Okay, and I, that's why I think I'm so attached to this group because it becomes a bigger group later. They do, and the he does doesn't he kick him out of the ship here? He does. He just says like we're gonna jump into the middle of this group. Yeah, you can do it. If you can't, good luck. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so they do. Uh, Bell does a little bit of a rough roll when he gets in there. They go up and the security guards, the Jedi are kind of, I wouldn't say a joke, but they're like, yeah, whatever. We're not going to listen to you. We're just, and uh, Great Storm is very blunt and is like, well, you could or you could not. I would suggest you probably do. <laughs> uh, might be in your best interest. And then something goes on and we think, oh, here, I thought reading it in the book, I don't know what you guys thought uh, here. So I want to hear your opinion on the audio, but all of a sudden you start hearing blaster fire and you start hearing something coming in. And I thought we were going to get denial. Was that not what you guys thought? I, I, I did. So the, what's cool about the audiobook is that they do give you music, sound effects. Yeah. Um, someone else in the chat earlier mentioned uh, Mark Thompson. He does a great job with all the male voices. I liked him better uh, doing uh, Ventress's voice, but anyone that's like kind of like more feminine, I just felt weird. But it's yeah, Avar is a little weird. Yeah, it, it, it's a full experience. So like, if you just close your eyes, you can picture everything. So when you hear blaster fire and people screaming they have that in the audiobooks so you're like oh. so yeah i thought it was a nile i was like yeah or not hill yeah. whatever yeah, background sound uh, of, you know hill. yeah because apparently how they say it in the audiobook is what jen not hill not hill like okay. like what's his, like okay so i told you about uh family guy with cool whip remember like uh <laughs> stewie says cool whip weird cool whip. Cool whip. So, it kind of reminded me of Nihil. Like, it's a Nihil. Like, there's an H. Yeah. So, whatever. I'll call it for now. Um, I already got corrected twice that I'm pronouncing it wrong. I'll pronounce it wrong again. So, yeah. the Nihil, Nihil. Um, they, I thought it was them. It wasn't. It's just pirates that are trying to take advantage of it. And then it splits time. And then we see the guards, like, try to attack both. Like, they're, like, 
they're now in these two guys and you the padawan just like what am i gonna do and then you see it you see like the master go like well i'm not gonna let you die let's be real and he starts you know deflecting stuff and he shows that he's like calm he doesn't ever get too upset with it and at the same time this isn't going to end well for either the guards because now they started firing on him or the pirates and it doesn't obviously it doesn't the pirates get dealt with very quickly and then he goes to the guards who then try to turn on him and goes to the head guard person says i also like that kind of explanation about the lightsabers being a tool created to end things quickly like not for them to use but it's like it's to end things fast like i thought that was kind of cool too yeah, that's why they definitely get into like a lot of the whole things where they like hyper. That's another one they did, and it was it was really great that they did a lot of those things. Goes up to the guards. Obviously, the guards open up the gates at that point. After he does, he mind trick them then because they really get into how mind tricking works too and everything like that. Um, yeah, just a little bit. I don't remember if he did it there. I do know somebody was. They were definitely threatened too, and they opened up the gates and let those people in there. So then they went away from that group. And they then they uh, the they show a team up of the original group of Nib Burr, Nib, Padawan Burr, T Tiami, yeah Tiami and Mikkel, and they team up with the the family, the Joss and Pick, and they have these little. Um, hooks or harnesses or whatever, and they're trying to save the pieces that are about to crash into the planet and save the people. And they do. They accomplish it. So they save it. Some do hit, but the majority of the planet now is saved. Yeah. They don't have to worry about it anymore. Well, they blast the ones that are not alive. Not the ones that are alive, they hook them, but the people, uh, the Jedi use their use the force to slow down the debris, but also keep the debris together. And that mm-hmm. was like sized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was going so fast, if you didn't slow it down, they couldn't hook it. And at the same time, I mean, the people on the, they didn't even know they had heard the Jedi were like rumors or whatever. And the husband, Josh, was like, uh, yeah, I think they could do this. Let's see if they can. Like, kind of cavalier about it. Like, <laughs> well, if they don't do it, it's going to blow up either way. And the the wife's like, I think it's all rumors and I don't believe it a little bit. And then she's like, well, we got to try. You got to do something. Do you think it'll work? And it turns out it works. They save the people, which is great. Um, and then they get, so that's like the first, we just covered like the first hundred pages. Then after that, they get into the little interview interlude where they introduce the Nile. 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 All right. And how they do it is they don't actually introduce any of the characters. They just introduce the ships and this, and what they do. So what the Nile used to do is use something called the pass, which is, they don't explain what it is at that point, but they'd use hyperspace drop in on people attach shoot these like uh harpoons into the side of it and Mm -hmm. these are actually really small they're almost a little bit bigger than a speeder i'd say probably like the size of a uh a troop transport in space i thought of reavers they they said they described like reavers they did like reavers from yeah guardians yeah so firefly firefly or firefly sorry yeah and serenity or whatever but yeah 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 harpoon them and then pull them out and just destroy, just destroy it, and keep, it, which would unlock the air and kill everybody, and then they just get the treasures and or whatever oh, was valuable. That's right, because they they, they talked about uh, one of like them going after like six cargo ships, mm-hmm. and then how mm-hmm. how they attacked. Yeah, and then so yeah, what they do is they maneuver, harpoon it, and just kind of like gladiator Roman style, like 
tear it apart and then scavenge the, the, the heck out of it. Like uh, the ends. Yep. Yeah, like, and right, I know it's later, but one of their sins is destroying a ship because it's you don't yeah. wreck stuff that they can steal. Like this. Yeah. yeah. So in this too, they like there's they do a backstory for it too, and they get you really connected. Like there's a really good guy that's trying to save people and help people out, and the the nah hill go in there and just destroy him and everything else and take everything. Well, and the worst part is that like, so he's a good guy. He's a business guy who has lots of money and he's like, I'm going to save all my workers and their families. I'm doing this great thing. Everyone thinks I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot for doing this, but you're like, wow, he's a great, like, man, no one else is doing that. And then, yeah. <laughs> and they almost let him get away too, but he doesn't get away. He does not get away. That's the end of him. So then they get all the loot and then they go back. Well, they don't tell us really, but, that's the end of that little page interlude, interlude, and then we get into the second part, which would be the past. And they start to explain the past, which is kind of interesting. But before they do that, they get into one of the parts that I'm not sure I'm a big fan of, to be honest with you. What's that? They, with the Chris Gaios and Man triangle thing that's going on. So they introduce, they bring in two other characters real quickly. They bring in a uh, telenovela, I would say. Yeah, time. so they bring in this, and they were all Padawans together. And Chris, so Stellan is kind of like, he's like the more calm uh, Jedi that kind of does what he's supposed to, is like on the way to go and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Man, he... He's been, yeah. he, he has, he has, he wants to try to push the force in new ways that have, hasn't been done before. He wants to just find that new way. Yeah, he's the one who sees it more like the ocean, right? Yeah. So they're all sitting down at planets and they're trying to figure out what's you know, taking awards, but also they, this is when they run into the Santiques and they have to do interview him. And before they do, Chris and Man are on this thing and they pretty much have this oh, we're one day maybe we can retire in the uh, hills and become yeah. wine makers and Eat cheese and uh, go yeah. visit uh, do you, the do you Napa guys, Valley. Do you guys what? feel like remember if we rewind back? Sorry, back to when when they were um on that first satellite that was like an over over overview. Uh, mm-hmm. And the superior of the one guy that dies is reading like a romance novel about the yes. Jedi, and he's like, "They're so stupid." The Jedi, no- the Jedi, like romance novels. It's like them. They can't. It's the unrequited love because they're not allowed to. So when they fight, they fight with more passion. And I was just like, that was a weird thing. And when this happened later, I was like, was that trying to like, hmm. Yeah. So they did a little, from Chris's point of view, they did a little forbidden love type thing, right? I thought it was, first off, we just saw the Nile introduced and didn't get introduced to any of the characters, just that they ripped apart innocent people. And you go from that to having what is arguably one of the lead characters go, maybe one day me and my wannabe boyfriend can make sausages together in a mountain while we drink wine. And I was just like, (laughs) what are we talking about here? Like, this is, I'll tell you, that was the one part where I was like, I'm okay, but I didn't need that in the book, right? It didn't give us a back, like, so if you like Dark Disciples, like flushed it out for us, right? And I liked that. With this, it was like, here it is, accept it. And I was like, Oh, this is weird. Yeah, it's a weird yeah. way to do it. It really was a weird way to do it. I wasn't too pleased with that. Um, but, you know, it's a long novel, so we can improve on from there. I'm glad that uh, you guys kind of saw it the same way I did because I didn't want to be too critical of it. But yeah. there, so 
when they finally come out of their like, oh, I wish I could touch him and give him a kiss thing, <laughs> then they do. They get into talking about the Santique family. We've kind of already spoiled this. Uh, it's two guys, and they discuss how they're trying to figure out how the hyper lanes work. They are the family that are in charge of it. They were the original ones that mapped it out mm -hmm. over generations. They aren't trying to give away all their trade secrets, but they're definitely trying to help a couple people out. They'll, they're willing to help the Jedi try to explain what's going on because they know that this event shouldn't happen. There shouldn't have been a plane or a, a craft that blew up. Well, they don't know that yet, though. That's the part that like you don't find out until later. Like, so when they go to Santeca, the Santecas, yeah. like they're just trying to figure out what happened or how it could happen, right. and they're already shutting and down. They're saying, no, it can't happen. No. no yeah. No so when they go, it, it, it's from a place of like we don't like it's a mystery, right? You're trying to like figure it out, but I don't know. That was an interesting thing too that they they kept it like kind of vague. Yes. No, it was really kind of vague. There was a little part, and I don't know if you picked it up on the audio, at the end of the conversation between Chris Mann and, and Chris is like, man, of course, wants to push him and do the money. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, 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 they hit that part up. Like, she could feel that he wanted to just start and, like, manipulate them. She's like, give him a look. Like, no. Well, that was the not the part that I was going to get into. The oh, part okay. That I to, and if you missed it, it was very short in the book. They said, this sounds like her. And they're talking about somebody we'll get into later. Yeah. But it was very, oh. it was awesome how they just dropped that in. Sounds like her. And it was like in a, in a part. Now the person who did all this meeting and it's very interesting. And we actually did see her in the first comic comic in one of the panels is this character right here. Her name is the chancellor. Lina Soy. Is that how you say it? How do you say it? Cause you guys listen to the audio. Is it? Oh, what was her? Lina Soy. It's S O H soul. So it might just be so. So yeah. she does have two large cats. Those are supposed to be cats, people. That's what mm -hmm. they look like. Mm -hmm. They look like tigers, mm -hmm. but she does have two large cats. She That's much bigger than I envisioned. Yeah, they sh well in the in the comic they actually do show it. If you watch our comic review, we say that might be a character you might want to be interested in, and you'll see the two cats in different positions on it. Uh, feel free; it's probably down in the link below. If not, just go to Tales from the Flip Side, flip down to the dark side. Uh, library and you can find it there. Um, but very interesting. She's pretty well liked mainly, but she shuts down the hyper lanes, which then of course they get into the political thing and how there's one Senator that's like, you can't do this. All my people are going to starve and da, 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 da. She is very strong character in this too. She actually does send the Jedi out there. It doesn't look like she's going to interfere in much, but does look like she still will be a predominant character running through a lot of the yeah. storylines. Just so you know, well, she's the one that has the starlight beacon. She's the one that's the project. Her big project was yeah, the starlight her legacy. Beacon. Mm -hmm. yeah. That is her legacy. By the way, talking about that comic review, if these guys look familiar, they do show up on the stage. You've seen all these characters before. I didn't pull out the comic iteration of them. I just used the uh, promo art for them, but you saw a lot of them before. There is also one other character they kind of talk and address uh, in this. They talk about Jora Malai and her Padawan is go ahead. That's Salas, I think. Anyways, we're not gonna say what ends yeah. up happening with them, but it's pretty good. It's a Open pretty up. good he ends up becoming a big part because he and we know that he's in the next round of books, uh, into the dark, just so you know. So he first kind of gets a play in here. They have a very interesting relationship. I will tell you about this when we were talking about new lightsabers. 
Jora has got a light spear, not a pike stick staff, not a not a one of the double ended ones that the uh, the guards would use in Coruscant. The Jedi Guardians would use, but it's literally like a staff with a small blade on the top, like the old style. Arthenian blades, uh, spears, which was kind of interesting. It's a brand new thing. Hopefully they'll give us a graphic of that so we can see what it was. I thought it was pretty cool. That's when we were talking about how you have to start the ships. She would have to use her spear handle somehow to turn the ship on, <laughs> which is also kind of interesting, but uh, definitely cool that they're introducing new type of lifesavers. I can't wait to test that one out on the kids and see if I can whack them with it. Um, well, you can make one, you know? With all the build a build a lightsaber stuff, they have yeah, the little yeah. short blades. And if you got a ray yeah. staff, you can you know, attach. Them. I do. I've got a couple ray staffs. My, my son's got one too. You attach one of the little guys in the end. And you got it. This is the Starlight Beacon, like Jen mentioned before. That was the big project that they were in the middle of building, and they had to stop building it. They then get into probably after this little tidbit of like oh back and forth and not mind wiping and explaining who. The whole uh, chancellor is and everything else. Wait, is that before or after that thing goes towards the sun? And they have to like use Jedi. Oh, that was the first part. In the first part, they had to move it. Yeah, that was what the whole link was. So the whole link, they had to move one last piece because it was like fuel. They described it differently in the book and in the little kitty book. In one of it, it was like a, some type of fuel, and the other, it was like something mm. else that could blow it up. If it hit the sun over that fruit planet, it'd blow up all the Hessel Prime. They used the whole mine hive that. Chris created to move that piece so that they it just inched past the sun and didn't blow up. But the first time they did it, it didn't it didn't it nudged it, but it didn't work, and a couple Jedi died. <laughs> oh yeah, because they got so exhausted from doing it. So yeah. they pulled a Luke Skywalker in the movie where he projected himself out and tried to use the Force on Crate and ended up dying from using it. They actually have that in the book. It happens to a group of Jedi. They try to project themselves through the force to move this crate thing. And it ends up killing them and other ones passed out. They did do that. Very yeah. good. And that then was... when they did it again. And the thing is, is when they did it again and it did work, like the whole universe saw that. And that was kind of cool too. Cause it's like, okay, so yay. We just, you know, averted a major disaster that could have even been even worse. Jedi are kind of awesome. And it just like reaffirmed that I think in like the galaxy's eyes. Yeah. The superheroes. Yeah, and what was really, yeah, because a lot of people, they haven't needed a Jedi for many things. But what was cool, too, was after Chris has the Teak in thing, she comes back, and they do a celebration to celebrate everybody. Nib and Burr are there. Nib gets away, and you really get to dive into the Burr character, where he sees a kid. Nobody, like Pete was saying before, nobody understands him. Nobody understands him at all. <laughs> That's because, so she sent people to do different things, right? So she, So she sent them to, like, Hey, go find out people who survived if they know anything like how it happened. Right? So that's what mm -hmm. they that was their job. Go mm -hmm. ahead. Yeah, so it was really cool because then he has this connection with this child who's by themselves. And even though they can't kind of communicate, they you know, they explain how important the force of life is. It's a different theme to usually like how the force works. Because everybody always says the force runs through it, but it was more like the monks where they were always like, I am the force, the force is me. me? Yeah. yeah, then it wasn't anything else. They do say something a little bit. Uh, Pete's favorite line in this book that they keep saying over and over and over again. Pete, would you like to cover that line? Oh, we are all the Republic. 
Yeah. Uh, I know reading it might not have been that bad. That oh, was bad. It, it was hearing bad. Hearing it over and over again, it kind of made me laugh, and I kept thinking of Hot Fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> like we just over and over again. I just hear we're all the Republic, <laughs> and it just kind of <laughs> stuck in my head. No doubt, no doubt. It, that look, uh, nothing's perfect in this world. This book does have a little bit of flaws. Obviously, Forbidden Love and We Are All the Republic. Wait, you guys didn't like the part where the the uh, Padawan Wookie was like, "I know they know what I'm saying." Like oh, I like to. Oh, yeah, I was thinking back food. to that. Yeah, I was, he's like, I, they got oh, guys, they got these, they got salads, they got all these snacks. Like, where's the meat? Like, yeah, the they, like, there was some really great funny parts. Like, there's a part where they start talking about the buffet that was laid out. So they have to go yeah. to the ceremony where all these people they're like cheering on the survivors that they saved with the hooks and everything like that. Uh, Joss and his wife is there, and Joss is like, "This is a bunch of junk." Like, he's an old crotchety dude. Love him. He's just like me. He's a curmudgeon. Like, it's great. Uh, then Burr gets in there, and you're like, I feel him too because I've had too many charity events where I go to get something to eat. And it's like, what? A, look, I'm sorry. That's not what I want tonight. Like, I don't, you could call it whatever you want to call it. It's a chopped salad. And then you're trying to serve me some toast with some bloody freaking tomatoes on it with a little bit of olive oil. Like throw some prosciutto on that. Give me a little bacon. Yeah. Give me a side of pork, uh, a little beef, something like that. I don't care. Do something else. And as him and Wookiee, he's just like, oh, this is terrible. They explain like the coloring. That was really cool. They're like the Wookiee, apparently Wookiee's colors change as they grow older. Sometimes it's a little lighter and then darkens as they get older. That was really cool. And he's like, nobody's going to understand it. He feels this little kid by himself, goes up to the kids like, yeah. might as well talk to him. Because he's not going to understand what I'm saying anyways. And it turns <laughs> out that the kid, through motion and everything else, they really get a feeling down. It's a little bit other people help him out. He goes and is like, no, this kid thinks that's their fault. It's not their fault. They start hugging it. And who doesn't want to hug a Wookiee? I mean, hey, who doesn't want to hug a Wookiee? Everybody wants to hug a Wookiee. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. And like I said, like I wonder how people are going to take that character I liked it. It's not the rip your arm off and beat you over the head Wookiee, but yeah. they also explained that a lot of Wookiees, like certain, I think they're using him to explain why certain species aren't wildly known as Jedi. And they're using the Wookiees to explain that like, he's kind of one of his kind. Like there's not, there's not a lot of Wookiees before, which I think is going to annoy a couple of people who've been going out and buying comic books with Wookiee Jedis on the front cover. But like there's only a few, there's not like a ton. Yeah, there's not a ton. So, I mean, they could probably play that back in. But, I mean, Solo is probably not going to be happy about it because the more so <laughs> Wookiees that he can have as Jedi, the more he likes. Well, I also, can you believe, like, that kid legitly thought, because he spliced into the cockpit of the, the spaceship, and he thought by him splicing in to, like, do a joke on uh, Hedda that, like, that caused the accident. So he, he can't find his family either, right? His family was in another yeah. section, and he's just like, I did it, it's my fault. Well, he thinks uh, his family's then, dead. Hmm? Yeah. Hmm? Yeah, he thinks yeah. his family's dead, but he also thinks it's because it's something he did. Yeah. And so when he's telling you know him this, he's like, oh, man, like he feels for the kid because it's like, no, but he also saw what they hit. And that was like the big like. <gasps> there. So that's where it was. He said what they hit. And that's where I also think that they actually hit something. It wasn't just they missed it. I think one of the pieces actually did hit it. And yeah, I mean, I think as parents, too, you kind of feel that sometimes because you see the evolution of children and like they'll sometimes blame themselves for things that 
they have nothing to do with. And that's kind of how I felt there. Like I know it's, it's happened before too. And trying to, you're right, Jen, it's, it was very, even reading it in the pages, I don't know how they explained it, but obviously your reaction, it may, it makes every parent know that feeling. They did a very good job of emotions in this book and making yeah. they, talk, they introduced that kid earlier in the book like we, we didn't talk about it but you, yeah. you didn't know who the kid was and you got mm-hmm. a good sense of who they were as a character and you kind of got a little bit of an attachment a little so so in the book you kind of i kind of overread him the first time because it was he didn't he just seemed like a side note i don't know how it was in the audiobook but he seemed like a side note and then when he showed up you definitely linked it back to the beginning yeah. of the book because he was with some other kids. He was in a hallway. A Jedi go, or the captain yeah. goes up and yeah. So that being said, I thought that was really good. It made up for what I would say is the crisp blunder. Um, but after that, then they introduce, you know, there's two groups. There's two key groups I would say are my favorite in this novel. You know, if you're breaking it down the Game of Thrones style, if you're breaking <laughs> it down character style, there's two groups I'll say with, this is a favorite. You obviously know that Great Storm is going to be in one of those groups, and the other group is the Nil or Nahil or Nahil. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is amazing. This group is just phenomenal, and they start getting into the Nihil, and uh, they introduce it. They break it down like this, and I do have it broken down. Well, first off, um, the Tempest Runners. Wait, yeah. So there's so Roe is actually what's called the Eye. Mm-hmm. He is not technically part of the Nile. He is technically he is technically at this point in the book. He is technically somebody who supra, who survive who sur- gives them something called the pass, which mm-hmm. are pretty much short hyper jump spaces Shortcut. that they can use. Yeah, because they they have these special engines that his family has produced for them to do these little short jumps with. Um, they do they do wear masks almost at all times. Um, well, that's just because of the, oh, wait, hang on. So the past, did you, I kind of, the way when it was like, the way I saw it in my, my mind's eye as I'm like listening to it was the mm-hmm. past were kind of like, if the, uh, normal, uh, hyper lanes are like highways, these paths they take you on are like back, back roads that no one else knows about. Right. And they kind of like crisscross and go different ways and no one else knows about them, but like they know about them. So I saw it more like this. I saw it more as the hyper lanes weren't that developed yet. So they created one huge, just like mammoth pathway where what he was doing was creating the same type of thing, but just intersecting them. So like you could go like, it's like having the nav computer. They only had a nav computer with one program in it. He has pretty much the futuristic nav computer like you see in the Millennium Falcon and everything else, where there's multiple points where you can jump in and jump out. That's how I kind of saw it because he, he that's what it was. The nav computer, which we'll get into what his nav computer is later, was a little bit more advanced. Yeah, um, yeah. That's kind of how I saw it too. It's like, again, you got, the, you got the main lanes, but then the little spider webs in between where you can kind of crisscross and make short jumps that you don't have to go so far out of your way this way that... See, I didn't see it as one main lane. I saw it as in one spider web that everybody was riding on because they didn't know that there was all these other... Yeah, that's what I mean. It's just like, yeah, yeah, the the, the hyper lanes were... Yeah, yeah, this is the way you go. It's Route 66. You go across, regardless of whether it takes you out of your, your, you know, 
way or not way yeah. or not but this was like no you don't have to do it that way you can go here to here to there or he has or the highway there. system he has the highway and freeway system where you can go wherever you want yes yeah. that's how i saw it i don't i mean shortcuts I, i'm just thinking of the shortcuts yeah fair enough so uh let's get into the breakdown so you do have the tempest runners there's three tempest runners who pretty much run the nile they are it, it breaks down to tempest runners then after tempest runners you have storms clouds and strikes it's an it's a hierarchy system strikes mm -hmm. are the lowest they're the initiatives then everybody you can move up depending on how much debauchery you do and if you're willing to stab the person above you or kill people or whatever you can move up each group has a personality there are three storm runners okay the first storm runner is that we'll go over is one of these type characters it's a doorman right a door a doe Tin type character. His name is Pan. He. I thought he was Eric's brains. What? Well, like the simple way that I kind of broke it down was like brawn, brains, and sneakiness. So he would be the. Which one would he be? He'd be the. Well, I was Bron? thinking he'd be oh. more of the so, strategy. Yeah. So, like, well, like when they're talking about like Pan, it was more like everyone in his group were really smart and they would yeah. like were bad, but like thought things through and had plans and like, they're still bad, but they're just the smart nerds, you know? See, yeah. I saw his group as like one that kind of was like, we'll just go along with whatever, as long as we're getting paid. Like I, mm -hmm. we don't care. No, we don't want to get involved with everything else. No. If anybody comes after us, yeah, we'll fight them, but we'll, we'll mind our own business and, and do what we're going to do. Hmm. Well, I took it more as they're going to do what they're going to do because they have their own, plans and strategies that they're yeah. implementing kind of thing cool. they're schemers yeah. of a yeah. sort maybe yeah i could see them breaking away at any point or staying at any point whatever benefits them the most i originally thought that's what it was we'll talk about some more stuff yeah, later we, we... the second character is Kasav maliko and he is a uh, he, well, he's from the same species that one of our favorite characters, Hondo. If you haven't seen the Hondo thing, go ahead and watch it. It's in the Dude, they gave him like a like a Scottish, I think, type of accent, Did they? Irish okay. or something. It it it, it was great. <laughs> he's also the grizzly veteran, I guess you'd call it, like a little bit older than the rest of them. But he's, he's very cranky. He and thinks the warrior. He knows, yeah, yeah, he thinks he knows everything, and he definitely like pits. He he definitely goes in head first, pits everybody against each other, and thinks he's the most brilliant person in the room, and that may or may not be the case. And the third one, and here we're, we're going to get into a little something. The third one, if you watch the comic book review, we said this might be a very important cover. This is the one in 10 for the High Republic one. And it just so happens, a friend of the channel, the guy who I actually rang up to call to ask him because I saw this little Instagram post, this little Instagram post here, and Lorna D is the third runner. She's a tweak-in. And as you can see from the cover, now this is one that, who is the artist on this? Uh, Will Slinny. Sl Sl he's Irish. Slinny, I think. Yeah. yeah, Will Slinny. And Will Slinny is the guy, if you guys all remember, this is the guy that did Rise of uh, Kylo Ren series, right? He did a lot. It, you know what? He did a Galaxy 2 cover, if I recall correctly. But, it, you know, that Rise of Kylo Ren was really popular. Yeah, so this is one the holocron or hol hologram. Imogen, Rise of Kylo Ren. This is Wanted Comics' uh, store variant, I guess you would call it, right? That's what yep. they call these? Yep. 
There's a virgin cover and a regular cover. We'll just show you it really quickly. But when he leaked this out, that means that that for sure, that's her on the cover right there, which is super cool, super dope. Cool. And I actually like these covers, right? Like I'm yeah, it's a cool not cover. a big stair va store variant type guy. I will tell you that they are not on sale right now, just in case. This is what it looks like is the virgin. She's huge on this. Out of the three storm runners, and we'll tell you why later. I don't know about you guys. She's definitely my favorite, okay? She is for sure my favorite. And if you know anything about this show, you know we love Kevin Scott. Like, we were the people that were pumping the drum about how he's doing the Halloween specials of Vader Castles. Like, we like what he does. We have no doubt that these the storm runners in their situation and how he's going to do the nil is going to be really good. Um, go ahead, well, she, Jen. What are you gonna she completely fits. Like, when you're reading the descriptions, like yeah. – when you read her description in the book, you're like that, like every description that they hit hits what we're seeing. So I'm like, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Like, ha, yeah. Yeah. She's she, Hey, Hey, yeah. 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 She's Even just the character traits of how she comes off. Like it's just, so she, if the other two are like that, she's, she's very, she is very, she, first off, she just seems like, you know, people before have tried to push her and she's, she does not play. It's not going to end well for you. She doesn't play, and if you want to get on our crew, you better not play either. She does what? not play games. She comes to she comes for it real quickly and every single day. She is not scared of any of them. Does not care. Doesn't care about the other because there is a little bit of back and forth, kind of because you've got one of the uh, storm runners who kind of he's cocky and he thinks he knows everything, and she just is like, I don't care about you, bro. We're good. Yeah. So when they introduce them, they actually introduce the first character, that Kazav guy, and he goes in and kind of screws something up. He goes to a planet and tries to blackmail <laughs> them. He tries to blackmail them because he's like, look, these pieces are coming down. Uh, Ro gave them the pass to figure out where those pieces were going to hit. And he goes, three pieces are coming to hit your planet. And well, he stops the first piece. Martian wrote to like... To like appease his uh, his troops, gives them this data, like, hey, sell it, use it, but try not to be attached to it, right? Be very careful. But here's this this stuff because they're basically like winding on runs, and he's like, no, no, we gotta kind of keep low, and they're like, no, yeah, no, we want to yeah. go make money. Okay, fine. Here's these these tidbits. Don't be attached to it. Like, do and not do can, this. And you can tell they like. He the only thing that's keeping Ro alive at this point is that he has this ability to give them these little shortcuts. Yeah, he's patterns. the only one. He's the sword, he's though. not a warrior. There's nothing about him. These people kind of seem to scare him a little bit. He is not in charge of them at all. And like his only purpose is to give these paths. So when when obviously when the cast of guy gets a little bit aggressive, like I need one, he yeah. gives it to him, but says, Hey, be careful about it. And what Kassov decides to do is he goes out. Is that how you they said the name in the book? How do they say the name in the book? K-A-S-S-A-V. I think it's, it's Kassav or Kassav. Kassav. Yeah. yeah. So and when he's he got the biggest crew, too. Like he does have the biggest crew. Three of them. Like he's got yeah, the but he's not as he's a warrior, but I don't think he's as picky. I think part of the reason why like D's crew smaller is she does like she puts him to the test. There's some stuff we'll get into yeah. later. Well, he's not quite Hufflepuff. He's not just taking the leftovers, but yeah. No, 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 no. He isn't, but he'll take any 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 meathead he'll take. He'll take yeah, all the meat exactly. So he jumps in there and he's like, cool, we'll blow up the first one. We'll blow up the second one. They'll give us the money or not. So he gets in there and he tries to blackmail this planet. And the planet goes, don't you know who we are? We're gangsters. And he goes, I don't care who you are. Give me your money. 
So the first one comes down, blow it up. They go, are you serious? Second one comes down, blows it up. Third one comes down, they give him the money. Oh, wait, he doesn't blow up the second one, does he? Does it hit something or does no. it blow up? Go ahead, Jen. How's it go again? I'm pretty sure. So the first one, he's like, hey, it's coming. And they're like, we don't believe you. Mm. And he it comes and then he blows it up. And he's like, hey, you only have so much time. And then they just eke by the second one. Like it comes, comes, and it sits a little bit and then he gets it. Okay, the third one's coming. And then oh, I'm, not, I'm not going to do this one. And then, okay, here's the money. He's like, okay, we're going to go. Okay. Well, he, yeah, he goes. So, go ahead. Well, they messed up, right? They go, but they, they, because they're all kind of like, okay, so his crew, well, I guess almost all of them kind of do a lot of uh, vapes or what do you want to call it? Drugs. It's almost like spice. They do like a. Yeah, they're, they're, that sticks was mentioned in yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. And they're playing like the metal music. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they got the, that which they actually played on the audio. You it's a hell of a drug. It's a hell of a drug. It's a hell of a drug. <laughs> I mean, there's somebody they call wet bulb too. Bob? Oh. Bob? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wet, 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 wet bulb or a wet bulb? I don't know how yeah. to say. But yeah, Gungan. Like, like imagine like a Gungan pirate, and oh. he reads it in even like that kind of Gungan voice, like a little bit. It's it's definitely who, interesting. Who they call wet because he just he covers himself in blood every time. Well, somehow they don't know how he does it, but he's always covered in blood. But the way know. the way the way they break it down is at first like, oh, he's a, he's a Gungan, so you know water. But it's like, no, you're wrong. Whenever he's in battle, he always comes back draped in blood, and he's happy about it. And everyone's mm -hmm. like, so just kind of stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they got they got some uh, they, they definitely got some lunatics on that flight. They try to get to the third one, and then they're like, oops, oops, it didn't happen, and it hits part of the planet, but leaves it, and they. The person who's in charge of the planet, that's not a senator, whatever it is on the it's not a counselor either. Whoever it is on the charge of the planet goes, Hey, we warned you about who we are. We you're gonna pay the price. You're gonna pay the price. We're gonna get you. And well, they send out a signal and that ends that. He comes they're, back. They're recording the whole entire thing. Yeah. They have his ship specs. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Yeah. They go, We have everything about you. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? We're coming for you. Um <laughs> And they send all that stuff out. He goes back and gets a, a little bit of a tongue lashing, I guess you would say. Well, from wait, we forgot the part. So he was gonna was it fifty thousand credits, and he so he got the money, and he's like, okay, hang on, do I go back to to the Nihil or do I like go on my own? And he's like, oh, they have my specs. I'm gonna go back to the Nihil. And then you hear that he gives them thirty thousand. Yeah. So he goes back there because he's supposed to pay. You're supposed so how it works down is you're supposed to pay one third or one fourth. Yeah, to kick up a third to the to, to, to get the, the pass to root to row to get the pass and everything like that. And then the rest of it you can give out to your crew and everything like that. So he goes back, lies about how much he took, and rows like nobody can do pass anymore. And then he, then of course D goes, Well, you said that, but I got this little plan. I got and a job. I got a job, and we're kind of already about to be in the middle of it. So I just need one little tiny path because we got to go kidnap this family that's rich that decided to go harvest something. Yeah. And, and Ro goes, fine, but that's it. I'm not giving it to anybody else. And obviously, Kasov, this does not play well with him because he's like, why could she get past she me? Not me. not me and blah, blah, blah. At this point, Pan doesn't care. That's why I'm saying he's kind of aloof with it. He's like, well, whatever. He's a little bit of a, of a... I wouldn't say she's a brown noser, but she like appeases and keeps on its good side. No, well, no, she she does know how to talk to him. She's not in there like 
not that Pan really threatened him either, but like yeah. she'd be like, this is actually a good plan. We'll stay out of the Republic's eye. We will go undercover. We're going to do it either way. If you give us the path, at least it won't track it back to us. Uses common sense and logic to get what she needs. Where, yeah. but man, at the same time, don't don't give her too much credit with that too. I mean, we'll get to it later, but, but yeah. we're yeah, we're gonna spoil stuff, but we're not trying to spoil the end at the beginning. So, <laughs> <laughs> so then they take us on a jaunt off to where that happens, and I thought this was written beautifully. They take us to a planet. They explain how the family was rich. And the the they decided to move out. A a woman, a wife, and newlyweds decide to move out. Have their kids out there, and they made their way by digging for something. Well, it, it's basically a prospector's planet, mm -hmm. and like yeah. not any corporation or family can hold more than four, four plots of land. So most of the planet is like unclaimed. So like there's some great minerals. It's like yeah, like California during the gold rush, right? Go ahead. Sorry. No, you're right. Yeah. That no. was it. So this family went out there and they just started building and having kids and building bigger buildings and having more kids. Well, I think they only had two kids eventually, but whatever. They ended up building more, building more, building more and got richer and richer and richer. They hit it big and that's who they're going to kidnap. They have a new group that a new group that's trying to get in there, strikers and stuff and storms that are trying to get their raises up and they want to go in there and kidnap this family, at least one of them and charge them, um, and send them back, ransom them to the rich family because it was originally from a rich family. They think they'll pay them back and everything like that. And that's when we come into, and I'm mad, I don't think I reloaded this picture. But very interesting fact that we brought up uh, the artist from the Kylo Ren book because in that Kylo Ren book, there's a temple that they show in there, an outpost. And that outpost mm. shows up next. The characters that show up at that outpost... I'm sorry, I didn't even tell you guys about this, I guess. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but the Ephron outpost, that is where we get to see, and this is why this cover is so cool. If mm -hmm. you remember, this cover right here is the out-of-print, the sold-out out-of-print cover. Mm -hmm. This is actually a scene that we're talking about right here. Um, this actually shows up in the novel. Mm. These are the characters right there. There is somebody called Stroke, Stokes. Bell obviously is there. Uh Great Storm is back, and so is Porter. Oh, so is Porter. Um, so, so Porter, uh, we won't get to Porter yet. We'll just start off with what happens. They're back there. They're at the outpost. That's actually where Bell uh, kind of stays. And, and so Amber. Storm, and yes. And then at the yeah, bottom. Well, I will get that when I get to Porter. We'll get to Amber. <laughs> so uh it starts off with it's continuing the training of kicking people off a of high ledge mountains where they can die they do that and stokes comes up and says he's just doing the best for you kind of gives the like coach up to bell like don't worry about it you'll get it you'll get it they go back into the outpost to go oh, yeah, and... stokes stokes saves him right yeah at the end yeah that's yeah. how you introduce stokes yeah. then they introduce us to porter who apparently has got like this reputation of being like, what was his nickname? Something like the battle of blood or something like that. Like just, you could tell he's the cook. He's the, he cook. was Steven Seagal in under siege. Yeah. He was the cook making pies. He's the cook don't making pies. But they don't like, you up. they're like, yeah, he's just retired. He used to be this guy that just won all the battles and was everything else. Uh, they do mention something I'll get into a little bit later, which is kind of very interesting. Actually, I'll get into in a minute, yeah. but that I want, 
I want her to talk about it first. They also say that at one point, a certain puppy named, she just took a break. Yeah, Ember. Ember shows up outside to get food. And when it, when it does show up to get food, they actually accepted it, even though you're not supposed to form attachments. They said something to the effect of it has a, a life force in it and the, the force sent it to us. So we cannot reject the force because the force sent it to us. Therefore, whatever. How, Jen, do you know how that works? The dog, the amber got sent to them because the, it was the force and the force is... Well, can't be wrong because they couldn't. When, have when they first got back, when they first saw the dog, the dog was like malnourished and like not doing great. And then, like through like, I think I think all Jedi probably exude that like really good vibe, right? So like yeah. it, it just got drawn to them, and then starts feeding it scraps. So it just kind of like it's, it's it's that stray dog in the neighborhood that kind of just like you bond with and then just take in. Right, but you're not supposed to dot. You're not supposed to have that connection. So, and especially Great Storm being such a stickler for that, he somehow explained that the Force brought it to them, so it's actually the Force. Yeah. And therefore, since it's a Force, they're not having an attachment because it's yeah. just the Force. It's not an attachment. They definitely have attachment to the fire breathing dog. Um, but they bring up a good point in here, and they talk about Porter, and they also bring up the Great Sith War, which was really cool. That they brought that this back. I mean, mm-hmm. to bring in such a topic that I know comes from kind of the legacy stuff that they recurred back to, it was kind of cool how they talked about what was going on with the Great Sith War and stuff like that. I really enjoyed that part. Well, they um, did they kind of use Porter to like explain like his how long he's been with the Jedi? Yeah, and let me explain to you like why I like Porter so much, and this is where it comes down to Porter because he has arguably. The greatest line in the entire book. Um, so the the D set the group out. Uh, the and Porter, they, but the way the way that I, I the, the the setup for I don't know if you guys talked about this while I was gone, but like the setup for Porter was great. It's like you basically find out it's this guy who's retired, and instead mm-hmm. of like being back on Coruscant in the, the temple, he chose to be on the outskirts. He wants he even though he's t- retired from the Jedi, he wants to be helpful. So he's a chef. He, yeah, he I called him Steven Seagal in Under Siege when yeah. you were gone. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right. But I, no, that's a very good point because I think he's kind of avoiding something too. I don't think he wants to be around because his nickname, I can't remember what it is. Somebody could probably look it up, but it's like the bat the right. bloody battle of something or what the butcher of the butcher of something. I want to say Bakersfield, but that's because yeah. running man, I can't get it out of my head. The butcher of something, and you know I can't be the greatest of reputations. Yeah. So now he just wants to cook and help people out and do it everything else. Yeah, mate. What was it like? Nine egg pie, and it was like there's different <laughs> eggs in there. You don't want to yeah, know how there's different eggs, and you don't know what the three are. He'll let you know how five of them are or something. Yeah. I, whatever yeah. that. It was kind of funny. It was written pretty well and joking around, especially have this cast of characters together. It was like every type of Jedi you could have. You had like the insecure Padawan. Mm-hmm. You had the very helpful, like it's okay, calm down, Stoke in the in the leadership Padawan. Yeah. You had the one that's a little bit detached but knows what he's doing in Great Storm. And then you had the old crotchety that's hiding something, and you know that it's not good. It's going to go down. It's it going helpful down. to give them these kind of characterizations too, because in listening, it's different than reading a book. Like, because Marco, when you're reading a book, like if you miss something, you can quickly look back. But if if I if I dip attention for like a second and they say a name and I didn't hear the name, I either have to make the decision of try to jump back like thirty seconds in the audio feed or just try to figure it out as it goes on. 
Just There's so many times when I wanted to like write stuff down or like draw what they were describing, like describing. <laughs> I'd be driving around because, like, you know, I, I drive for a lot for my job to different places, and so like I just kept wanting to write stuff down. And I'm like, oh, but yeah. I, you're right. Like, I just kept going. Yeah. So, so like reading it. So reading it the first time, my wife, who is always the smartest person in the room, was like, I started taking notes, and she's like, Have you ever taken notes? <laughs> when you read a book before, I was like, no, but I want this to be good. I really want this review to be good. She's like, don't be a moron. Just read the book. So I did read it through. And when I read, I don't actually go back. I read it through the whole time first. And then if I go back at the end to try to read, you know, I'll like make little hashes if I think I missed something around there. But I didn't have to hear it played so well. And I just, I'm really engrossed with this group. Between the nil and this group, I just, I, I can't say enough good things. Look, Soul did a great job writing these characters, and I can't wait till Scott gets a hold of them because when Scott gets a hold of them, it's over. Like <laughs> Scott could do it. Like he, we know from what he does, it's over. But anyways, we'll get back into it. So, um, these crews going there, they do get in, and they actually—it's kind of cool. It's like safe room. They do this little safe room with the uh, the mining family or whatever. What'd you call mm -hmm. them? The people, the, the California gold miner type family. Like yeah, it was kind of cool. Yeah, it was really cool what they did there. And you think they actually might get away because they have some plans. They the wife's <laughs> like like me, like the husband's like, hey, you know, I'm gonna shoot these guys. And she's like, don't be an idiot. And she's out there using like the droid thing. She's blowing these well, the people that was up. The cool part is like the fact that she and then they kind of in the audio explained it like it was cool to hear it because basically they have all these like droids that are for, for, for mining. So they're heavy duty can take a lot of damage. And so mm -hmm. she on this pad is like making him do these maneuvers. And he's, he's like in wonder, he's like, wow, look what she's doing. Yeah. And he tries to say some stuff and she's like, stop. I'm trying to like concentrate to like do it. Yeah. She's running defense. And yeah. And then like trying to get like and they're 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 dodging blasts and he's like in awe of like wow like she it takes time for her to do input something and so she's like pre seeing it was impressive yeah it, it did play well on the audio that part I yeah. I'll, I'll agree so this is why I'll say that's in one of my higher ranked books is because I've read books before where they are knitting or whittling wood and they're just using filler and I despise books that use filler even if they're star wars books i despise them when they use filler every page it seemed was to make you understand the characters better all yeah. of them all of them and yeah. this is no this is no exception so they send out this thing and they're like hey listen if we could just hold them back maybe we could start a fire maybe the town will send somebody out the kid gets out there one of their children gets out and gets communication to the tower of the like whatever little police force is supposed to be there and it sounds like they're gonna come out and then he mentions the nil and they go sorry bro we're not coming yeah yeah and i called them back but they didn't pick up yeah <laughs> you think it's over you do you think it's they're done okay uh and then this isn't exactly how it breaks down because they took a break we're, we're putting a couple chapters together yeah they kind of leave you hanging sometimes with yeah. the story and then jump to the yep, next jump back so then Wait, I'll i mean it's cool that they did that, but at the same time, you're you're invested, and they're like, next story, and you're like, oh. I don't want to hear about this romance with the wine tasting. <laughs> yeah, wine tasting romance. That's what I'm saying. Like, but they put it in there, so they get back to a little bit more of the politics. They get back to some of the, 
the burst stuff was in between there, probably right at that point and stuff like that. So it wasn't too bad. Um, the Chris stuff, like I said, uh, and it wasn't awful. Don't 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 take it as a, it was awful. No, it's it wasn't. Just, if we have to yeah. uh, point to things, it does. It that would be the not the slowdown, but it's that part where I'm thinking like, let me go grab a snack. Why didn't you add this? Well, I'll tell you why I didn't like the, it in this chapter, anyways. Later, when we get into the next chapter, um, but so they so they end up sending all of a sudden a beacon call kind of goes out to the outpost where the Jedi are. Mm -hmm. They said, "Hey Jedi, uh, just to let you know, we intercepted this call. It was to the police force or whatever the forces, the military force. They aren't going out there. These people are stranded. I don't know if you guys are real or not, but if you are." You might want to go out there. Yeah. Now, in mm. between that, they have also done one thing. When they were up there and they were talking about laying low, they did note that Jedi, Roe knows who Jedi are. And yeah. he says, it's not just the Republic we're worried about. We're also worried about the Jedi. And then you see the first confrontation where you might actually see the Nil and the Jedi get together. And you're like, oh, it's going down. And mm. it does. So the family ends up getting captured. Uh, the Jedi show up. The group shows up. All of them. Show Honestly, up. though, I thought they were. I thought they were going to just come and it was be all corpses. Like that's what I was kind of like. Right? You're like mm -hmm. they're not going to be there, and then they're not going like, to get there in time. Yeah. Oh, I thought they were going to get there in time, and like I thought that was it. I thought that's how they were going to discover who the Nil were. They're going to get there in time. No, I thought it was going to be the other way. If the, you oh, see yeah. what they did, <laughs> like yeah, yeah reading it aftermath of who the reading it it kind of sounded like they in my head it sounded like they're gonna get there just it's gonna be the usual jedi story just in the nick of time yeah when they're trying to blow it down because there's this big dura steel wall that they can't get through there's only four of them left or whatever or six not gonna be a big thing they've blown up most of the force they'll get there in time they jedi get there they did not obviously we just spoiled that they did not get there in time uh the family is gone and they kind of start doing some you have to learn the one part where the wife did the all the droids went down, but the one droid did blow up their speeder. Yeah, and killed some people and killed so some. Yep. Yeah. So then, when the speeder went up, then the Nihil had to take a different path. Yes, they did. And so what happened was they used the force to go around, and they found out that some of the horse-like animals. We're kind of giving this away because we already did the horse-like animals. These things right here. The Nile actually packed them up and started taking the family, mm. kind of like a wagon type situation is how yeah. I understood it reading it. Yeah. Uh, the family's like on the back. The husband keeps getting knocked out and yeah. he's trying to teach them how to get out of bands and whatever. He does pull a funny trick. Like they do a Western little trope there where he whistles to stop the wagon. And well, it's brutal, man. This book sometimes is brutal. This this yeah. character, one of the falls off and brains are busted everywhere and they yeah. describe it kind of with well, that being said. Oh, sorry. To rewind quickly, uh, when she blew up the speeder, it killed some of the Nile. And when they get in, they're like, "If we were just going to take you before, but now we're going to hurt you." Because you're oh, like, right. yeah, "Oh yeah, shoot, yeah. this is bad, right?" And then when they're on that, uh, the wagon getting taken, like the husband was playing dead. And then uh, when the wife and the kids saw the Jedi coming, or they saw someone coming, that's when the guy like was like okay this is my chance and yeah he like whistled or whatever that that thing he did hey did the clicks yeah and then like because they weren't the nihil weren't like ready, ready. yeah they whew, that was good 
Yeah, it was cool because you you it's exactly how it should have played out. They fell off, all that the horses stopped, one of them bust their head open. Yeah, I thought that was a good play too. On like I thought they were gonna hurt him anyways. I just I yeah. just they were just like, Yeah, now we're gonna hurt you. I was like, Yeah, you you're gonna you aren't they're not they're devious anyways. They're we're the group that hurts people like torture wise, not hurts them by punching them in the face, but will mentally or physically hurt them anyways. So I was actually surprised that all the families still had their fingers when they were on there. <laughs> But it is what it is. So they get him there. They stop it, but it's not enough time. They keep going. They just uh, Nil decides to put two snipers up in the mountains. So we're doing... trying to sell these people too. So that's why they don't really want to hurt them because they're mm-hmm. ransoming these people. It's not yeah, normal. And they, do, job, like... and they do a good job reminding you of that subtly throughout the book or throughout this part of the storyline. I thought everything about the storyline was good. Even yeah. like how they did the husband and then they're trying to get out. And just at the last moment, you knew it was coming, but he gets knocked out. Then they send up two snipers and they start going again. And then one of the snipers does one of the dumbest things you could do. So uh, he shot Porter's horse thing. Oh, yeah. And there's one part of this book that I took a picture of, and I'm going to put it up on the screen. So it's we can funny that you, you showed me you took a picture of that. Like, mm-hmm. I remember, they distinctly remember that line. Like, being Yeah, I want to show this to everybody because this is yeah. a line that it goes, hey, this is Porter right here. He goes, before you killed my steel, I will admit, I had not decided how to deal with you. All possibilities were on the table, but that creature lived in the light and you stole it away. You had no right. Thank you for showing me exactly what you are. Makes things much simpler. Much, he's like, hey, makes it much simpler. Game over, dude. He just comes out. <laughs> Get, he just turns, he turns yeah. into the butcher, man. He, he Lincoln hawked it. He took the hat, got turned around. He was ready for yeah. business. He was ready for business. He flipped his hat around, went up there, took one out. was like, no, game over. He did send ahead of time. He told the other two, he told Great Storm uh, to go forward. Uh, with Bell and try to stop them. Yeah. Stokes had already been sent back to try to get one of the little vector. Um... Well, yes. it was cool to even see how they broke that down of like, he was trying to find where the snipers coming from and each blast got him closer and closer to pinpointing them. Oh and yeah, then, yeah. yeah. Like when he said it out loud, like, I think he ended up like using one to kill one and then nothing happened. And he's like, he knew they're circling around like behind him. Yeah. Yep. And then you're just like, like him just breaking down this whole situation. You're like, Okay, like he literally is like a vet. Like he's been around, he knows. Yeah, it was like the John Wick type situation. John Wick slash, uh, what was the Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes type thing where you saw it coming? Like, I just oh, need to do playing, this. Playing yeah, yeah, where they just started doing the Sherlock Holmes things too. A combination of those. And it, it was great. It was like a Wick type movement. It was really cool. I I already liked the character. And then I was like, oh, I love this character. This character is good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they just unleashed the beast. But what'd you think about that? Like, I until they did it in the book, I completely forgot about this. When he used the force to kill the last guy with, like he re- he reversed the the blaster bolt mm-hmm. and it went through his head. Mm-hmm. And going to the the new uh, Steely and like calming him, mm-hmm. and then the guy gets back up and he's like, ah. Oh yeah, that's cool. One of those so, aliens that doesn't have the brain in the head. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right? Goes, must, yeah, he goes. It must not be a species that has a brain in the head. Yeah, yeah and that yeah. takes care of him again. Yeah. No, dude, that was definitely cool. It was definitely cool that they did. That's what I'm saying. Like every little small detail that they put in there added value to the story. Mm-hmm. That was the one thing about this book. 
They were not putting in like little details for no reason. They were putting in details to add value. It was done. I mean, look, you know, Soul's already, Charles Soul's already one of our, our favorite comic book writers of Star Wars. You know, we like him. We like Scott. Gillian's good too. Like we already are familiar with him. To have him write the book, he didn't let it, us down. He really no. didn't. You know, no. he always does those little details throughout his series where they'll They'll, somebody else will use it in a different book or storyline and it's very important and looks like it's just a small little maybe something in a picture yeah. or a little line and it comes back he does this throughout the book and does an exceptional job at it so they go uh the other two bell and uh Lodestorm, try to catch up with it we are going to stop there because that's no, no, the, tell the best part what best part the best well, part was that line that he used well yeah <laughs> but so after so he's coming on the steely the other the nihil that doesn't have the brain in the head gets back up and he's like he's calming this the steely down he can't he can't move his hands and oh. he's like oh man i'm gonna die oh yeah yeah he's, making he's like peaceful. i'm gonna die and like that's fine it's the force it's the will blah 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 but he's like man i just came up with a new way to like fix my stew yeah and then as yeah, it happened that amber dog comes running and like blasts fire all over that nihil guy <laughs> Until he's like not moving anymore, not and you're like, "That's Amber. That's yeah, awesome. Amber. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So what happens is he's like, he's really contemplate how it read. I don't know how it sounded, and the thing was, he's like, "Oh man, oh it sucks, yeah. but it's okay. Whatever. I had a good life. I did a lot of good things. I just hope he doesn't kill the Steely. But and kind of like, I can't believe this sucker got me. Like, <laughs> I can't believe this sucker got me. Yeah. But I had a good life. And then yeah, he just gets torched. He gets roasted. I mean, game over." Uh, is really cool. And I forgot about Amber too at that point. Like I thought in yeah. my head, I was like, they're not going to let him die. And then he goes on with his dialogue and then you're like, oh, maybe they are going to let him die. Yeah, I thought that Stokes was going to come back and do something. And then when you heard and like, and it reads and then, and I was like, oh, here she comes. And then it was Amber. I was like, oh, that was cool. Like that, that was very cool there. That was really cool. Obviously, Jen liked that part because all she's been yelling about <laughs> is Amber because we showed Amber on the screen. Um, but a really cool, man. It really is cool. I really like that group. That, I think, kind of covers us through. Does that cover us through? That covers us through almost the whole chapter of... Oh. No, because still in past, they show a little bit of the end. So they're going there... Um, Bell and uh, Storm are coming up, and all of a sudden, the Nile's like, "We got to get out of here. We can't accelerate fast enough. We're in trouble." Stokes mm. brought back one of the vectors. It looks like they're not going to get out. And then they throw one of the kids. They've knocked the wife out already, right? They've knocked the wife out, thrown her Wait, behind. Was it before or after he, uh, he takes out the ship? Yeah, they take out one. No, it was after. Uh, okay. Mm. Because they throw the kid out to slow down the, the Jedi. Yeah. And then oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Goldstorm gets on a thing and they're going now him and Stokes, because Stokes can mentally control one because she's like a technician. She's got this like special power. So they do different special powers. Hers is she's very like tech savvy. So she can understand. She can almost talk like all Jedi's can kind of do it. They make it so you can, but she has an extra special amplified power to talk mm -hmm. to uh, like ships or, or technology stuff. So what's that? I said the Rexmen. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, they have a little bit of that. So she has a little bit. So she brought two ships with her, the one she's driving and the one she's controlling with the Force, brings them back. 
Bell goes to save the kid that is being thrown out of the. Oh, uh, but remember, uh, the gray storm guy grabs the blaster from the the their uh, racer type thing, uses it to blast. Oh, that's right. Hill. Yeah, he, he blasts one of their Nihil uh, ships, so they only have one ship left. Yeah, they have one ship left. Yeah, he, yeah, but he takes then, the cannon, but he uses his lightsaber to like. Yeah. To fire a cannon. Like, really had oh shot. yeah, yeah. When their ship blows up, they took a cannon and blew up. That was really yeah. cool too. He had a cannon on his back the whole time, and then used the cannon and he used the, his lightsaber to unlock the cannon or whatever and just shoot yeah. it, which blew up. They didn't need two ships though. There's only four Nile yeah, left. They didn't true. need two ships, so like that's true. Eh, whatever. Anyways, but they get in their <laughs> ship, they start to take off. Those two, we're not reading the whole book to them. We're just kind of giving a very yeah, in-depth sorry. summary. So <laughs> Those two get on little vectors and they take off towards it and they leave Bell behind and Bell rescues the kid that got thrown out of there. And oh yeah, cool. I'll take you back to the outpost. Blah blah blah. Well, no, that was a big deal for Bell though, I thought. Yeah. It was emotionally it was, yes. Emotionally it was. I'm not it's trying to skip this, but we said we were, we said personally in our group chat that this was going to be an hour long, and I just oh. looked at the clock. It's one yeah, hour. Yeah, we're minutes. Past that. We gotta get going. So, yeah. but um, just kind of tying back to what we brought about about Bell getting kicked off the cliff to kind of learn, like that's basically what ends up happening, where he has to jump out and save this little kid and halt a fall, basically, which he could not do up until this point. So it's you know sink or swim. But now it's yeah. not only just him; he has a life to save, and that's when he comes to that realization of. Of what master. being a Jedi is. Yeah, and my master's really been looking out for me. He does care because now we're in the situation, yeah. which he's been preparing me for, which is kind of cool. The last section, the shortest section. Well, the interlude there is pretty interesting. So they get into the council and what the council is going to vote on stuff and everything like that. You get to see some of the characters in there. You get to see Oso and you get to see... They ex they kind of talk about how Yoda too a little bit is like training Padawans and he had an option to be it. And he was show and he showed up for this. So it's yeah. Kind of and he showed up and he usually doesn't show up for much. All he wants to do is be off by himself, left alone, training Padawans. Doesn't really care about any of the politics and how Chris is, is going to be in charge of a lot of stuff. Also how she's going to be in charge of starlight. We didn't get into that, but she's going to be in charge of the starlight yeah, days. Yeah. She's to choose 200 her. years. Is it 200 years before Phantom Menace? Like time frame wise? Yeah, it's going to be a little bit more than that. It's probably right around 200, 200 some. Yep. So they get into that a little bit more, which is kind of cool. I mean, it's not—it's a short interlude, but whatever. They get into that. And then they get into the last part, which is the shortest part, 68 pages, the storm. So we'll try to wrap it up here real quick. Um, well, so here we go. St stuff starts to change in real quick. Well, wait. Did you guys talk about Marcia and Rowe, like the, the old to. lady? We're about to what? The old lady. We're about to, yeah, yeah. We're about okay, cool. Yeah, well, I think yeah, they might have touched on it before this last part. They might have touched on it before, but it's around here. So we find out then that because I'm just going to do that all as once. Okay. So, Casaf uh, comes back, and Roe has changed. He no longer is a pushover. Now he is uh, because D brought back the Jedi. Oh wait, I didn't even get into that. So, yeah, we're really shortening this up real quickly. Damn. They do talk about what happens. Eventually what happens is everybody except for the dad gets saved. D comes in and saves her little storm or the cloud. Mm -hmm. They end up catching great storm and knocking him unconscious. Okay. Yeah. They capture the Jedi. They bring him back. So the, it's not a complete failure of a mission because they do have one person left. Yep. They have the dad. They of the family that's rich. 
they and all they have a Jedi. And they have a Jedi. So they bring him back and they bring him back to the Great Hall. And then Roe gives this big thing and he you start seeing him and he well, gets Seth Roe too, real quick. So we never really got into about being the eye, like how he inherited it from his father who kind of created the Nihil group and, and then sure. how well and then had, his yeah, father was murdered by that was the grandmother though, right? No, it was the father. Okay. The father and him had left their planet to go for a better life. They had created these engines. They also had, and this is where it gets into it. So Roe starts to get a little cocky in this part. One of the reasons is we find out where the past come from. And the past come from when we were talking about Santique, when the two husband, husband cousins are like, it might be her. They had a sister and the sister could use pathways. She creates the pathways. Um, well, she, she sees, the, she sees them. Yeah, she sees them, but she gets it. They set her up into like the system that where she can sit down and she pretty much becomes the, the nav computer. That's pretty much how it works. Mm -hmm. She becomes the nav computer. Um, is it a sister or just like a relative? Cause she's really old. She's really old. <laughs> I know, but I think, yeah, it is a relative. They refer to her, but I thought it was kind of, I don't know. But they were but like, I, don't, I, don't want to, I don't want to call her a sister because the, the other two that are running it are just kind of like, oh, they're just kind of like, like there's no way she's still alive. Yeah, they said it could be her, though. And I thought it was, whatever. It's a relative somehow. And she's very old. She's, she's very old. Being kept alive. Ro and his dad originally had kidnapped her. Yeah, and it's really bad. Like, they get into it. Yeah, oh, this is where Jen almost cried. So this is, they end up kidnapping her, but she also gets, like, Auschwitz syndrome, okay? Like, she kind of tries to appease her prisoners and everything else. Uh, they, what what's that? Not Auschwitz. It's a... Uh, Alzheimer's? Stockholm. 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 Sorry. Yeah, yeah Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, that's what it's called. Anyways, so she tries to get it. She tries to please them sometimes. She tries to make sure that they don't, whatever. And then she, like, kind of... Sometimes helps them out. She's having problems because she's in a tube and it's there's nothing to heal her, which the fruit moon will come up in a minute. But they also explain that Rose's dad got killed and they think that it was by Kavis. They don't know who it was because what happened was they went out after they created these engines and could get the pass and found these pirates. They they were like, hey, listen, you guys can be the storm chasers and this whole system. Bring all your pirate friends with you. We'll give you the plans. You just have to kick a little bit up. Obviously, they try to kill them. They do point out that Roe, they kept this lady on a different part, and it is not a good life, Jen. Are you going to get us sympathetic here and try to well, make no. so like, or? The way that they kind of like break it down is like the eye of the storm is like the mastermind. It's the brain. So even though in the very beginning they're like – even though he, he sat below them, I'm like, well, they, they need him. Without him, they would have no paths, right? So I kind of knew where it was going to go eventually because there's no way this guy is that important with the paths and he's below them, right? And then with this lady, like, what really pulled me is that, like, they described it as, like, she's a kid. She used to, like, see these pathways that other people didn't see as, like, a freaking, like, six-year-old and, like, made her family, made her planet tons of money. And then they like kidnapped her at the age of like six or something or seven. And then this whole entire time she's been helping them. And like the fact that she just likes, it's almost like being a surfer, right? She's like, she just likes to freaking surf the wave. That's what she like ideally wants to be just out in the galaxy, like finding new paths. And then every now and then she's like, oh shoot, I'm a captive. Like I have to do these things. 
and then he like shocks her. I don't know. It's It'll shock really her. Weird. Yeah. So they yeah. they do torture her if she doesn't do what they want because she just wants to party or whatever. But they have her like all wired up and she's having seizures and they have a doctor and it's not going well. I always saw it like this going through it till this point because we know what happens at the end. And I think that's why some of it gets how they played the character roll out in the beginning looked like he was just like the son of somebody who did something. He's trying to get by. He does not want to create waves. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to do anything. He doesn't want the Republic to know about him. He doesn't want the Jedi. He's just trying to hold on to her because he thinks they're going to try to find her. And if they do, he knows that they're going to, that the get rid of, him. they don't need him. If yeah, they they find her. Get rid of him. He's not part of the mill or anything. Well, that was till this chapter. All of a sudden, then all of a, he has a lightsaber. He decides we're going to pull an old school move. We're going to cut off a hand. Cuts <laughs> off his hand. Hand's gone. Punches him, beats him up pretty much. Goes, look, this is how it's going now. I'm in charge. You're going to do what I want. Um, he ends up say, sending Kassov and his group out to try to steal because he goes, listen, the Republic is going to get a hold of the memory bank that blew up. The memory bank from my inside sources of the High Republic says that the kid took a picture or saw, because he did, remember the kid that Burr helped, of the little storm chaser plane. Yep. They're going to know about us. We can't let that happen. You Because you bumbled up that hot, the situation where you were blackmailing that planet, you have to go out there now and get this. These are the paths. Go out there and get it, right? Go get the black box. Yeah, go yeah. get the black box. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to get the black box because if the Republic finds the black box, they'll find out that the Nihil exists and we'll come hunting them and yada, yada. In the did meantime, D, really? Did you guys like Martian Rail before this? I I thought he was a little a little bit, but I will as as this went on. Yeah, I was worried because I've been I've been promoting this character, saying I think there's something big with him. And when I was reading through it, I was like, Oh, I hope there's something <laughs> big with him. Like they gave him kind of a weak voice too. Just yeah, they really made audio. him look like he was going to be like, a pawn in it. Yeah, yeah, he he wasn't like he was like all right, whatever. But then but, you start seeing it after he beats him up and gives him the path and tells him to go do it. You see him kind of turn. He's like manipulating the crowd. Then he even D sees it. She's like gonna try to challenge him, but then's like, yeah, maybe not so much. I, maybe I'll get on his good side. And of course, Pan is like, whatever, man. I just gonna make that money. I don't care. Um, so they send him out. They send out uh, what's his name? Cassif. Like he was gonna leave. Cassif's like, hey, I made a lot of money from this. I have all the warriors. Like Lord Lor- Lorna D is like the sneaky snakes, right? With like the the, the stealth technology. Uh, the smart guy is Pan. Like I have all the warriors, though. Like this whole army is me, and like yeah, almost me. like yeah, I'll just dip, like or I'll just retire, and someone else can t- to take over. I don't care. And so I really thought that like Martian Road didn't like him because of that. Like he's like he either killed my father, power move, but then. Like he, well, he doesn't dip. really think about the dipping part till he's sitting waiting for the, the black box to show up. So they get a little bit more into like the kidnapping and everything else. They go through a couple other parts. Really, this is the big the big climax, though, of the Nile. I think that's what everybody's going to remember about these last 68 pages. So he sends them out uh, to go get the black box. And he's thinking... Oh, uh, well, you know what? If I get this black box and get rid of it, I'm just, I have all the, like Jen said, I have all the warriors. I'm taking off. I can start my own click. I don't need any of this. Let the Republic come and find him and the Jedi that he's so scared of. You know, he, he cut off my arm. I don't need this anymore. I'm out of yeah. 
but then everybody's kind of making fun of him. Like wet ball bub is the, is like a, uh, by the way, we're not dipping because Roe told us that you were going to try that and we're not. And all of a sudden, not just one or two Republic people show up there, like a whole armada of all the Republic and the Jedi show up. And he, oh, cause that was the whole backstory. We didn't talk about that. Like, like the Republic getting all those droids together to figure out, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So they figured out the Republic filled out the path. They figured yeah. out the path. They figured out yeah. how, where, where these things were going to occur too by using a different method, but they figured it out. So they all show up and then it's like, Oh, let's try to call row and get out of here. And you're like, wait, this is the guy that cut your hand off. I don't know how that's going to go. So he keeps sending it out there. He keeps sending it out there. And all of a sudden, they get boxed in. Remember that planet that he blackmailed? And they said, we're gangsters. Yeah. We're coming for you. Guess what? They showed up. And they didn't come in blazing fire. They came in on the creep. They were just like, hey, we're here. Dude. We're here. Dude. We're getting louder. And they started moving them in and pushing them in. And he knows at this point, like, we got to do something. He starts to get scared. He's like, everybody try to find a way out. And then all of a sudden, Roe comes over the big speakers and goes, he gives this big speech. They're against you. The Republic's against you. They're trying to take your freedom. They're trying to take your way of making life. They don't like pirates. They don't do this. They don't do this. I am the nil. I will give you the pass. And you're like, what the heck's he doing? And he gives all that like team spirit, like yeah. ah, going to battle and you're like, yeah. And they were all for him until. So he gives them this kamikaze type thing where they just start. They'll be able to jump in. They'll do short jumps. Where they'll jump in and jump out. And like, that's where we're saying like, Hey, some of these people. Uh, yeah. Basically he tells them fight dirty. Around like, why are we playing the game their way and fighting them their way? Almost <laughs> like, you know, the American revolution, like, why are we lining up and fighting this old way? Screw that. We're just going to fight our way. And they See, I, I saw it as like we're, the ka- kamikaze thing. We're like, yeah. we're just going to go yeah. in there. If we lose a plane or they two, we care. It's basically they laid it out. We're going to fight dirty. Literally felt dirty because at one point they released like feces and set it on fire. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, they were going crazy. And yeah. 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 So they were definitely doing a lot of stuff, but they were doing these short little jumps too. That's actually how scare the uh targashian uh thing lost his arm because the mm-hmm. a ship somehow it didn't make a lot of sense i don't know how it was on the um audio but reading it the ship yeah. showed up and somehow cut his arm but he was fine because you can spend time in space they did the leia thing where you can actually be yeah. in space for an extended period of time because well, you can hold your uh, breath as a jedi it talked about how he was really close to like his ship's almost touching another jedi's and then when they started like zipping around they were like, what? And then all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, there's this big spike through his, like, it severed his shoulder, like, and it went all the way through. And then he's like, oh, no, I don't feel, like, whoever, I forgot the person's name, but whoever that Jedi was, it's important to him. And he's like, she's, like, they're not there anymore. Like, where are they? Oh. that Or it was Joel. It was one of the two, because Joel gets killed. Oh, in the oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, he, Joel, this, uh, this guy's master gets killed during that. A lot of people go down. A lot of people go down during that. Burr's still alive. A lot of Jedi start going down. A lot of people from the Republic start going down. They really start killing off people left and right during that. How did you guys feel when you found out that then at one point, so the Nile went from being like football, all ready to go, great speech, to like, uh, what the heck is going on? 
Yeah, so it doesn't really work that well because they they're still getting killed by the foul. Like they're colliding yeah. into planes, so they're blowing the, their kamikaze. So their numbers are really dwindling. And at the same time, then they're not at, winning. Yeah, at the same time, yeah, they're not winning. The same time, the planet guys are sitting back and they're getting closer and closer and closer. And eventually, you know, the Republic and the Jedi take down the numbers, and well, all that's pretty much left is uh, Cassa's ship jen is you gonna add something uh, they just explain that like their little jumps that uh uh marciano like does is not them flying the plane it's them directly putting the, the coordinates into the hyperdrive so that row is that rose directly put yeah. it in. Yes. so like they're not controlling their ships anymore that's why they're like wait what's going on so they're th yeah as they're hyper jumping they're like we don't have control like what do we do somebody's driving me into this yeah ship. castle figures that out so uh all of a sudden, the gangsters show up and are like, revenge is ours for the day. They get on there. They don't make it easy. There's some great lines, once again, going through that. But uh, we got to go back to back to the Great Hall then because now you're like, what is Roe going to do? Like, Marshan Roe now has lost somebody. There is one less great storm. There's only two left. Luckily, they didn't kill off one of our... I mean, I think she's one of our favorite. D's one of my favorite, right? It was D1 yeah. because... Yeah, just because I thought they really did a good job character developing him. They really make you not like Cassif. Like, he doesn't... Yeah. You don't like him as a character. And Pan was kind of vanilla. I don't. I think you could have given or taken him. Either way, um, so they get back there, and she's like, yeah, this smells a little fishy. I'm very conniving, and it seems like you did something. And he's like, oh, yeah, I did. Now watch this. And he's showing like it all go on and then his speech and everybody's cheering in the hall. And he's like, yeah, but let me show you what happened here. And he goes, but I have the way I have the path for you. I am now in charge of all of you. You will pretty much, and they get them all. He, he gives another riveting speech, cuts up some of the tape. So it looks like they're going to be a revenge thing. And well, gets he going. Also plays up off of Cassive sacrifice. Like, yeah, yeah, sacrifice. That's what I'm saying. Sacrifice yeah. for us. Yeah. He like, sacrificed for us. He gave his life. One. We'll yeah. go back out He's there. Behind me. He'd even yeah. sacrifice himself for the freedom to be a pirate so that they can't come for us. We are going to rally against them, which is really cool. They Should we tell the Chris part and man part first, or do you want to get into the how you make a Jedi a prisoner, which I thought was fabulous? Well, you guys well, either or. I'm gonna talk about... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying either or. Whatever you want to hit up next. I'm... Well, like, wait. So you want to do the whole Martian row at the very end? I'm going to, Yeah, that's one part. Yeah, that's okay. going to be part of the Jedi prisoner. So I think we should okay. get into the Chris Mann thing. Okay. So Chris, so they go back at one point to Chris and Mann, and now they're in a garden after all this is done, after they <laughs> have yeah. reflected the nil and they're on the so on the starlight there's all different types of atmospheres and everything else from different planets one of them apparently is really beautiful and it's a garden and the two are walking again and saying like isn't it good to get rid of geos and this is so nice and maybe one day again and i'm like oh this is so bad but something really cool happens um something really cool happens at the end right there um she leaves and he comes back. So I'm sorry, Chris leaves because he's like, I'll meet you inside or whatever. And man goes to go stand by himself. And all of a sudden he's having like future visions and his nose is bleeding 
and he sees the destruction pretty much of the Jedi, right, Jen? Is that mm -hmm. how it played out in the thing? It definitely sounded like the destruction of the Jedi at that point, which was really cool because you see now that he's got all this stuff bent up. He was seeing a lot of Jedi dying. He was seeing all this dark side type stuff come in, like kind of like Sifo Dyas and stuff like that, which yeah. is really cool. Which, by the way, really cool going to be in the comics because guess what? Uh, Scott was the one who did uh, Count Dooku. And there's a couple points in the Dooku book that we might be able to pull out of here too. Like that, that vision thing, he has done that before. Uh, we know it works out really well. Another thing too that happens there is right after that, they go back to Roe. Do you want to go through this with Roe at the end? Well, like I mean, so, the, I mean, okay. The Avar Chris and him, like they do the whole like lovey-dovey thing again, but she's going to be on the starlight beacon and he's going to a planet. So they're separating and like, you know, I'm not going to see you again for a long time more flirting blah 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 it's weird um but you know they're being separated and yeah he has that vision it's like super foreboding uh but yeah marcia and Ro like i really didn't know that you said something but, about see, the real quickly about that but that's why i was saying like a bit when they in the first chapter when they did the forbidden love thing i don't think they should have done it i think that was my one complaint you could have cut that out because you did this end one which was actually done a little bit better because then you send see him send her away even though they're spending their last moments together and he has the bloody nose yeah uh, views so anyways but go ahead so like with the uh, martian wrote like i didn't you, you mentioned him before and i was like okay and i made sure not to read the comic book first i read the book or uh, i listened to the book first and then in the comic which he's not in that but it's fine uh Listening to it, I'm like, I actually kind of felt bad for him. You're like, oh man, his dad got murdered and he's with these people who are like crazy and he seems to have like some semblance of like humanity about him. But then when they unfurled the very end, like. So this is good. So this is good. So they go into the end and there's these prisoners being tortured. And one of them at the end is a great storm, the Jedi that was kidnapped by D. Yeah. He's not exactly being tortured. But Roe breaks it down, uh, and his thing is, my grandmother taught me about you Jedi, and I know how to imprison a Jedi. You don't imprison a Jedi with chains and torture. What you do is you connect all these innocent people with the Force together. Yeah, he wasn't the only prisoner there. Like there was yeah. other And you torture them, and their screams drain the Force out of the yeah, Jedi. They're so they here. They're and they're not even like anyone important. He's he literally he, he's like I don't know who they are. I just they're in shit, here, right? and you're like, that's. <laughs> yeah, that was some. Oh, it's sadistic. And then Great Storm tries to go and push him with the force and knock him out, but he doesn't have enough power to do it, and he gets laughed at. And actually, another great line in all these great lines that they use. Rose said, "You want my plan?" This was cool because at, at first I thought they were going to do like, "Oh, here it comes." He's asking for the plan. He's going to do the oh, evil yeah, yeah. henchmen dialogue thing. No, nah, Ro goes, you want my plans? Plans fail, bro. Plans fail. I just set goals. Yeah. That's it. I set goals. And you're like, whoa. And yeah. then he starts breaking down all the goals he set. Jen, would you like to review some of the goals he set? Oh, my God. Like, when you find out, like, this, like, last chapter or two, it, oh man, I'm trying to remember. There's like a movie or TV show that has that has to have the same thing. Where like everything bad that happened was because he wanted to to, to do that. He hid that from the reader or from us. You find out like that stupid storm ship taking that route to intersect with that ship that uh, had a cast, you know, whatever. Like 
That was him. He That's put that shit in that route to set that off. Ro he knew. Ro gave him a path, and the yeah. path was to drop it right in front of that shit. And then he did something to happen that would draw in the Jedi right? and the Republic. And we didn't talk about the like you know the the, the ship broke off into like it. Like, like a highway broke off into different parts. So other systems were in de jeopardy and like dying and whatever. So it's a big, like he started his whole entire book from the very beginning and you're like, holy moly. Like he was okay with like Lord, Lord, Lord Lorna D going and like sa sacrificing some of her, her, her people or whatever to make her look like a weaker leader in front of her own like army. Yeah. And she asked him, why did you send me do this? Like, why would yeah. you send me to do this if it wasn't that important? And yeah. he told so him and like, D are having a conversation. I needed you to fail. Like, yeah. So he actually, to see you fail. Yeah. He was at, he actually called, he was the voice that was the concerned citizen that called the Jedi to send That's the Jedi. Right, yeah. So he played this weak part like, I'm scared of the Jedi. I'm scared of the Republic. And all he was doing was setting people up because he thought Kassav killed his dad. He set Kassav up. He set Kassav up a couple ways. He knew that the, he gave him the wrong path. And, er, and how you played out in the book and probably audibly was that Kassav screwed up and he missed the thing coming out of hyperspace would hit the planet. That's he also true. said he didn't care if Kassav actually was the one who killed his dad. Yeah. yeah. I think you did, but even if you didn't... I don't care. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like him, so he got rid of him. He just needed to because he could use him for the sacrifice for the speech. All this was all planned. So he went from somebody in the beginning, and they did a very good job of this. He, he took the lightsaber and killed the dad that survived. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was one of the things that made the guy weak. And that's when Great Storm went to try to throw him, and he he's couldn't like, do it. Oh, you think he's important? And he took the lightsaber of the Jedi and just, like, killed him right there. And you're like, mm -hmm. what? I thought he was for ransom. And you're like, nope. nope. No, he's... Hey, he is a great bad character because he doesn't care. And he was scheming yeah. this whole time. And D understands it and she's sticking around with him. I'm not sure how much this played out with Dan. But you don't think I don't think he, he he's like, I need you. I need to he you still have uses, right? Yeah. And so she's kind of like, uh like I don't he's see. Like, what are you gonna do? Where are you gonna go? Like, yeah, your crew already sees you can fail. They're not gonna oh, believe so. you if you say, Hey, let's bounce. They're not gonna yeah. follow you now. Like, but this is why I think this is why I think he's playing that up, and I'll tell you in a minute because we'll get into it. But so he does that; he goes through all that. He set up all those plans and motions. He made sure that the path wasn't there for that. He made sure that he called in the Jedi thing to make D fail. Mm -hmm. Everything he's done has done it. He also one of the reasons why he attacked the Hetzel Prime system was because he wanted Becca or Becca, the curing agent, so that he could keep um, the lady. The, the woman I it was more of a happy accident once he found out about it. I don't know. We'll see. I'm not I'm not thinking anything's an accident after they pulled that with us because it seemed like it was all happy accidents. Well, good thing then, I didn't destroy that. Yeah, I'm not playing that. But what then he ends up pulling out well, it plays into his plan. Oh, not his plan, his his statement, like you said. Like he doesn't have plans, he has goals. Goals. And there's a number of different ways you can get to achieve a mm -hmm. goal. So hey, I just play with what's in front of me. Yeah, so then he then then comes up the big question, right? Jen, what, what's the question at the end? Because he shows something at the end, and everybody, so both of you were like, can I we talk to, about this? I wanted to draw it so bad, and, and I still haven't gotten a chance. I think I'm just going to buy the book so I can, like, take the descriptions and, like, sketch it out. But there's a purple something on, like, a, on a staff yeah. or something. Mm -hmm. Yep. So how I understand it, you know, it. I think it's a Sith artifact. How they review back and how they're, you know, how the great the great war has been uh, 
has been incurred before. They brought that up before, how they dropped a couple other things. There has been, there was a staff before that was a Sith artifact, but it, it was purple at the top kind of and everything else. I think it's something similar. There's a lot of uh, purple artifacts, usually Sith related. I think this is kind of a new one. I did kind of go back and do some combing through some of the stuff that Soul had done before in comics. I didn't really see anything that had it before, but I feel like that's the corrupting force, right? Like that's the Sith artifact that he's going to use. He's already corrupted by the dark side. And that's where I think D is important because even if it isn't, I mean, you know, it's only 400 years. So they do have one and two, right? Bane's already been there. There is the rule of two. There's going to have to be a Sith and apprentice at this point, right? And I think that's kind of where this starts to play into it. There's mm. some other interesting factors that get played into this too. Um, what the the when we don't need this. We haven't yeah, we don't need that. When Calvin Scott wrote uh, Dooku, that was Dooku the Lost um, Jedi. He actually brings up a character. I texted you guys, and I didn't even remember what the character's name is. And this is why I was texting you the name because I was like, man, I think he brought up the High Republic in that book, and he did. There was a character in that book that was known who was a Jedi, who was a Padawan, who would go through the libraries. And because of a, a dark side artifact, he pretty much turned dark and turned into, you know, a character. That character's, I mean, I think this has something exact. I mean, you can't have the same writer and have put that into a book right around the planning time hmm. when they started to do the Illuminati thing and say like, that doesn't have a play out. So I think that's what it is. I think it's a new Sith artifact that we're going to see. It's, it's going to corrupt him. He's going to do a two-part system. He's going to lead that in. Does he be corrupting? I think it's already corrupted him. I think that's yeah. part of it. I, I think mean, he probably was weak, and he started getting into the corruption, and that's what that's what really started getting into his corruption. Because he said that like the artifact and the Jedi both led to his family's downfall. Hmm. And you're like, hmm, okay. Well, okay, so what that is is I think because the Jedi went to get that Sith artifact, because they got something called the Bowden Room, which was – from the High Republic era where they would go around and try to... So the Jedi were going and picking up all these Sith artifacts, thinking that the Sith, if they got all these artifacts, they wouldn't corrupt people and the Sith, they, you wouldn't get new Sith. That's the, the theory behind it. Is like, if you have them locked up, that there's no Sith artifacts out there, there's nothing that will turn them to the dark side. It's like almost like a holocron. There's no holocrons to do it. Yeah. Kind of like the Ezra thing that you did with Darth Maul. So I, I have a feeling that that was what they were going for. And at that point, when they were going for that, they got in a war with Sith. Obviously... You don't see the war till the Jedi come down to grab something that wasn't affecting them, and it ended up killing his whole planet and people that he loved. And of course, him and his dad obviously took off with that. Yeah, I know, but at the same time, I know you're thinking of the Sith corrupting him, but still, he and his dad kidnapped a little kid and were using this, <laughs> using her for yeah. her abilities, basically. And yeah, yeah. I understand that so well, his dad was doing it. I grew up, so he kept uh, doing it, torturing cool. her and. You know, well, how, many, uh, how, many people, wait, how many people were how many people were doing that? It was his dad uh, and him. Good point. Rules I mean, hey, look, I could be wrong with it, but I think they, I think they're they kind of no Sith though. What's that? They kept saying in their presentation, "No Sith," like in this High Republic era. Yeah, but but if, but if you if you looked at that whiteboard, and you looked at the whiteboard, it definitely says Sith in there, and. <laughs> Definitely says rule of Sith. So I know, I know. And by the way, time I kind of like the idea of there not being Sith. Like, can't there be bad people in this universe who aren't Sith? Yeah, yeah no, no, no. I, I like the idea it. of Ray not having important parents well, at first. Well, what was that one helmet that when you would put the helmet on, it made the you? Mamre, yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, so I just was, feel like that it's very similar in like if it's near you, it, it just like makes you worse. Mm. I agree. I'm really trying to look up that, but what, like I said in that, that's why I sent it out there. I can't find the name of it anymore, but there was in the book, in the Calvin Scott book, uh, Dooku, there was a character who was a Padawan. They definitely refer to it. He went to the Bodon chamber or whatever and found the artifacts. Clias, they, I don't know how to say it. Yeah. This thing Clias Teredni. Okay, cool. Read it right. Also, you have a lot of typos. You send me messages, so yes, I do. Spell that. Spell that name, and I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, uh, go check the check the references for that. You'll figure it out because it has to deal with Sifo-Dyas and everything else. Um, go back, but just buy the book and read it, or listen to it. That was like the first audio book they were trying to push out. Yeah. I remember running into Calvin Scott at Celebration, and I was like, "Hey, bro, uh, what's up with this audio book?" He's like, "I was like, where's the print?" And he's like. He has an accent, and he's like, "Well, we're not. That's not our thing. We're just going to do an." I go, "No, no, 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 no. I don't listen to books. You need to get a book." It's like we're not going to do that. There you there, go. There, yeah. There. So look for that character right there too. So they can say they're not going to do Sis all they want. That character turns into a Sith. They're doing Sis, okay. Um, plus, we saw the whiteboard. They're doing Sis. A anyways, great book though. Hey, we got the five lightsabers. That's what we rank everything on. Five lightsabers. It was established by Wookie. How many lightsabers? Uh, Pete, do we get on this for the novel? Just the novel, nothing else. Just the novel. Are we doing fulls? We doing halves? Yeah, you Anything? can do a half. I can uh, half. Yeah. I push comes to shove. I would lean possibly between four and four and a half. I'm going to lean towards four and a half because us going over the Martian Rose stuff really re reminded me of what I did love about this and i will again i said at the beginning it's it's a little tough to start uh you get that bit of bouncing around you don't know who these characters are and then as we're at this point a lot of them didn't matter anyway and they end up getting killed it's just to kind of set the the vibe the mood but once the story gets really into it i know we kind of bounced around in our review or reaction but it really does grab you and you there is stuff that you just can't wait to see what happens next so i did enjoy it i'm not giving it a five because there were little bits that i was just like <sighs> A little bit the telenovela stuff was a little a little rough but i'm going four and a half if ult ultimately push comes to shove four and a half is where i land and i what, really you're, enjoyed it even though what, you know it's it's just enjoyable and, and what was your two best parts like what were i mean just sum them up i don't need like just like what were you the, the, the reveal, basically the end of like the machinations that roe had in place i mm. i love seeing stuff like i love that that kaiser soze at the end you mm. you know usual suspects reveal that no I wanted you to do that. I needed you to fail. Like, that's why I sent you. Like, I wanted you to fail because I needed your crew to see you, you know, you mess up. Like, I needed them on my side, like, and them to look to me. Like, that part was one of them. And I also agree, like, the the Great Storm and Bell stuff. I, 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 I don't know, whatever, whatever, maybe the same reasons. I liked that, their, their dynamic between the two of them uh, early on. So every time their story came back up, I, I kind of perked up my ears. Ooh, what's going on here? Jen, give it to us. Um, it's tough because like uh Mark Thompson does a great job. Uh and again, like he did uh Dark Disciples, and I actually legitly thought it was two two different people for uh Ventress and uh Boss, but it's the same person. <laughs> but he does a more feminine character, it comes up. I just had a really hard time when he whenever he was of our Chris, I was like, Ooh, it sounds yeah, that, weird. That, that was tough. So I want to reread it. So I can like differentiate a little bit better. Um, 
I still, I feel like we're, Dark Disciples was a five. I think you're right. This is like a four and a half on the audiobook. I think as like world be, world building and theories and like where this is going, it's probably more like a five. Cause like I was, it, it gave me a lot of little tidbits. Um, I mean, I was hooked within the first three chapters, like le le legitly when you, the great disaster was, but as it was happening and I could like in my mind's eye, like see it, my eyes got watery. Cause I was like, holy crap, like this is a bad disaster happening. Like this is messed up. And then, you know, yeah, like uh, Belle and Amber were my favorite characters. Mm. Like I want them to stay together cause dog and you know, his boy, like that's cool. <laughs> um, and then Marcia and Roe, like I do, it's kind of like a Joffrey thing. I'm like, you mother, Ugh, if I saw you in real life, I'd punch you in the face. Cause what yeah, the heck? Was an idiot though, for the most part. Like this dude, I, I have hopes that we had a villain that's not not a Sith. That's. But he it, might still not be a Sith. He just might be like a master okay, like, player. That, yeah, like, he might eventually be. I I have a feeling that the Sith might go somewhere. I think D has something to do with it too. I don't think she's a character that's going anywhere. I just think like you already know that one of them has been referred to in fandom. Not technically, they just said that he was corrupted by the dark side, kicked out of the Jedi Force. So you assume that eventually, towards the end, he's gonna be a Sith. Also, I think that's what kind of helped because the, they kind of set up D as like this this quiet, stealthy, like badass that you don't want to mess with. But then to see that she got one up by this guy helped bring him up higher because he got one over on her. So did you feel like she was? She's done. Let me give the rankings, and then let me give the rankings. We'll go back to that. But don't you feel? And just think about this, and we can talk about it later. Don't you think she's kind of like the Aja Ventress yeah, character? Yeah, I, I see that. Like, I like her so, a lot. Like her ship when they described it out. And I know you don't like Star Trek, but like. What's it, that? I've never heard of it before. That, that cloaking technology like that her ship had, I thought was like brilliant. And she even knew as she's in this battle, she's like, oh, the more I fire, they're going to find out where I am. So she's smart. I just hope that she has. The ship named after herself? Yeah. Yeah, she did so, name the ship after herself. She's cocky as all hell. So this is it. Obviously, this is one of my favorite. I've been talking about these characters uh, before anyways. And this is actually out of that Kylo Ren book. I did pull mm -hmm. it there. So this is where they were staying. They are staying at this outpost, which is kind of interesting because actually that's where Luke goes in and end up fighting the, the Ren and everything like that in that book, if you recall correctly. But that is this. Do we have all the characters in the group in any of our – that's this group right here. Mm -hmm. I love this group. Every yeah. single one of them yeah. was great. It started out great when it was just uh, loading Great Storm and Bell. Bell how they explain Amber was cool of the attachment thing. I thought that was really cool because now they can use that, which is very interesting how you can have attachments that aren't attachments, how they were kind of by themselves. They, how, how Porter, I mean, come on. I mean, he's going to die, right? We know he's going to die, but he's going to take a lot of bleeper bleepers with him, man. He's going to take a lot of them out, dude. And I can't wait. Cause it's the, the he's the John Wick of Jedi's man. He's crazy, dude. I love him. And Would even you like it if they like put like in one of the comics like a porter recipe. <laughs> no, if I, I think make it. like a stew. Uh, are you gonna get nine different types of eggs? Different types of eggs. The eggs that he was using were weird. <laughs> but sure, if it works and people are excited about that, I, anything to make that character stay around for a while, I'm okay. Cause I know it's a short end for him. Like he's 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 not long off. The the part where the part where Bell actually believes that Great Storm is still alive, very cool. 
mm-hmm. though Stokes is his new person, he gets promoted, everything else. They they oh, pushed yeah. up a lot of these guys too to go out there, but you know that that's going to be something too. Yeah, where he was like, I'm not taking my right. I can't take my rights to become a knight without yeah. being my master. Like that. Stokes becomes the master. I'm giving it four and a half. I'm going to throw out some questions then real quickly. Okay. What happens if Bell turns to the dark side? No. Why would he? No, I don't I don't see the groundwork for any of that. Because no, you, of don't, you, you don't see anything like that. He does not believe that Great Storm is dead. Well, right? He doesn't believe it. He's going to pull Ahsoka with a. Remember when Ahsoka didn't believe that uh, Ploku was gone and just like went after him? Right? Right. But that's an easy way. You don't think that's a setup? You don't think that Roe is setting it up? I think that Great Storm is going to turn. No, I can't. I don't think that. I think he, because he's too calm to do it. I think he's just too, he just gives it up. I was thinking that, but then I thought about it. I was like, yeah, that's the easy way. And this book has already gone so crazy. And they have this drawn out that like, they're not doing anything cheap. Like even the romance stuff, it, which is what it is. They're not doing anything cheap here. Something else is happening here. And to be honest with you, I even kind of hate speculating on it. Cause I really do like the fact that it shocks the crap. Like I like saying that I thought Roe was going to be sweet and he turned out to be sweet. <laughs> He yeah. is what bad guy should be. I was worried because, yeah, I was worried earlier. I was like, man, this this dude ain't. Yeah, dude, he makes every, he makes the emperor look weak. He makes Maul look, I mean, this guy is just, does not care. They did such a great job with him. We well, even They're, how he's treating the, the old woman. Like, they, they went into detail about, like, her skin is like paper. Oh, no, the skin on her heart is like paper thin. And he, like, yeah. shot her, like, three or four times. Like, he yeah. doesn't care. That's the thing. It wasn't like a change. Like that, that's what really impressed me about it. It wasn't like, oh, there was some switch that flipped and he became it's just I just didn't see it. Like I just wasn't seeing what he was doing, which it just made it the the better of a turn, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean there it's crazy. I I thought yeah, Amber. We Gonzo, we covered Amber a little bit too. That's Jen's favorite, apparently. But yeah, dude, I thought it was really good, man. And and you can see a lot of these characters showing up, and it looks like they're going to do a lot of good things with it. Obviously, you know, we showed you the wanted comic cover that they got approved over there, um, and so th- he's going to write. Uh, I showed you that. Yep. So he's going to write D. It, I mean, D's coming probably in two, right? I mean, it ha- you'd have to assume that they only gave him permission to do this. Drew over there because she's actually going to show up in that. We hope we saw some Nile. Anyways, oh, this is the other thing—they take off their masks. So oh, remember, the previews, right. I didn't yeah. want to give this away when we were reviewing the comic because I didn't want to get to you. But I was like, "There's a guy here. It looks kind of interesting." I think they're setting up. And if you read the Ireland book, not to give it all away, but the Nile don't wear the masks all the time anymore. Roe took off his mask, and now all the Nile can take off their masks and put them on whenever they want to. And I will tell you that D does. Something with D rolls over to the Ireland little kid book too. So that character's not going anywhere. Rose is going nowhere. D's going nowhere. Um, and you're gonna get Bell and them. They're not going anywhere. It's really good. I I would if I had to rank them, those two groups I really like, Chris and them, it's okay. Like you're man. thinking your your bell turn is based on his uh not I want to say affinity, but his his attachment to his master, Anakin. as well as his attachment yeah. to another being in Ember. Oh, right. 
So dog. how they how they made the dog how they made the dog and said it's not really an attachment thing. It's Anakin all over again. I think yeah, they're gonna pull Anakin yeah. with Bill. Yeah, I think they're gonna do it. And 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 Great Storm is Padme. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, no, because Padme just gave up. She she oh she had two she had two babies, but she hadn't she died because she had nothing to live for. Would it be his? Uh, would it be that. his? That's um, the of this show. Oh shoot! Liam Neeson was a. Uh, Qui Gon, Qui Gon, Obi is Qui Gon. Without him, oh man, dang, that does make sense. Sorry. Well, what February fourth? But Porter could. Hey, they could do like uh, Shane and Porter could take in uh, Amber, so Amber's still around. <laughs> All right, back to being positive. Is it February fourth? Uh, the next one? Yeah, I think so, February fourth. Yeah, like somewhere around there. Yeah, I mean, I think we still should do a review on whatever. Oh, hey, by the way. Had a little guest pre-show by the name of Jedi Johnson. Some of you out there might know him. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna feature Jedi Johnson on a couple of things. We're gonna do a book review of him with him. But before we're gonna do that, we're gonna just do a little show and tell. Figure out how he got into. Uh, he's got a lot of interesting stories, believe it or not. I know a lot of you saw his promo before on here. He doesn't always wear a tin hat, but he definitely's got some great <laughs> stories. So I think maybe next week we might get into that. We do have some stuff that we've shot that needs to get out. I'm sorry for not getting the stuff out this week. We just had a little bit of technical difficulties, as they say. Stuff's changing around because we got so much great stuff going on in this channel that every once in a while we have a hiccup. So sorry for all those people that reached out to me and asked what was happening. There was nothing wrong with me. I did not get sick. We just, I'm not, you know, I got big thumbs and fingers and that happens every once in a while. All right. Can we go to comments now? I have saved myself from comments all day long. Crowd, if we have any comments, we can. Hey, uh, there's a lot. I couldn't keep. I I'm, I tried looking over while we were talking, but I, I you guys, you, you had conversations. I, I I lost track of. Yeah, I think. Are we asking about the acolytes? I know this is a new topic of speculation. I still am under the impression that the acolytes are going to come on later. Maybe. We'll see. I mean, we'll see where the acolytes come into play, but I think there's a lot of other stuff that played into into the facts there that might not be in this timeline here for the acolytes. But we'll see. I mean, acolytes. Yeah, I don't think. That, I don't know. So personally, I don't think the acolytes is going to tie to anything we already know. I feel like hmm. it's an opportunity for them to just start something new. Why? Yeah. Would they? yeah. Um, maybe it might tie in a little bit to some of the stuff. But if you do, I think the only way you're going to get acolytes is if you get corrupted by the purple thing. And if you do that, it's yeah. If you do that, I mean, it it could be a lot of different people there. Um, I can't read these that much. My eyes are torn. Okay, anybody have any good questions? Fingers crossed. Here's whatever. a question for you. Is it a oh. great starting point on Star Wars? Is this? Yes, I, th I think it is. I actually do. I think, that's, I think this is going to – listen, you know, I don't just do comics and stuff. Obviously, I kind of keep my – that's why I hang out at LCSs and everything else. I'm also in other chat boards that aren't – speculative based or you know a lot of stuff that gets put on this channel and there are people who are thoroughly fan bases star wars fan bases that people are thoroughly excited about everything about this new era like believe it or not it's not just the original three that they didn't like they don't actually like the incorporation of like going back and grabbing so much of the old story they want new material they have been thirsting for new material for a very long time that is the one comment you hear at celebration when they're like, oh, cool, yeah, it's good they're bringing some of the legacy stuff back. But they don't really – they are like, we want new stuff. We want new stories. And this is a new story and done well. I would be surprised if you actually 
Don't even take our review, by the way. Like I know we're on the interwebs. It's really easy. But go read it or listen to the book. Spend 13 and a half hours listening to it. Read it. Yeah. Do whatever you want. to. Take a bath. You're good. Um, but yeah. if you have a commute, listen to it on the commute. If you don't have yeah. a commute, do it while you're doing dishes or doing laundry. Yeah. Like if you don't have Amazon Prime, Audible by itself gives you a free one book, 30-day trial. If you have Amazon Prime, first time using Audible, you get two books. Like it's free. If you can check it out on Audible for one or through Prime, get two books. Like it's free. Like yeah, and they'll hit you out. up with that free offer a couple of times. It's not a one-time deal. They'll come back around and offer you free again. So. Nice. Or or here, how about this one? You can go buy something. It's called a novel. It's like oh. this. It's got little pages. Now listen, there's not a lot of pictures. I, in I got an attention span like a. <laughs> not a lot of pictures. You know how Marco loves his picture books, but listen, it's still good to read. It really is. It's a good read. I can't uh, even read picture books anymore these days. I don't got time. <laughs> and you told me, Marco, at Target, if you go to Target, it's like twenty something dollars, but then thirty percent off of that. So it's like fourteen, fifteen dollars at Target right now. Oh, nice. Yeah, anything that comes out new, it's kind of probably going to get to the end of that if you can still find it. A lot of stuff sold out there at Target. Also, too, go out there and look at these for when they start reprinting them. I know they're harder and harder to get because for some reason, everybody likes to bag and try to slab everything, even if it's got first appearance of stickers. First appearance <laughs> first right there, I guess. Stickers. Hey, you, you joke. When I showed my son that book and he was a good, he goes, oh, stickers. I was like, don't take any of those out. Oh, no, that's why I bought multiple <laughs> copies because I let my kids already sticker everything up. They like some of the stickers already. They, oh, they one. Don't take the stickers they really, out. They really like it. So, um, But, yeah, so somebody will probably be slabbing that soon, claiming it's a first of something because it came out during whatever, but that's their business. When they push them back out because they will print more of them, grab them. They're really cool, and especially it, it – like I said, I mean, I read to my kids and it was kind of cool because they're like, Dad, there's no pictures in your book. And I said, but I've got something for you. And then we read that. Really cool. Nice. Um, Kev's Collectibles. Kev, hey, what's going on? We've got Kev in there. we got Eric. we got JJ. A lot of the usual suspects. we got a couple more. Oh, Gonzo yeah. showed up. Gonzo. Uh, Sandoval. And I know it was like two and a half hours, but it's better than 13 and a half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. We broke it down a little bit better. It is very funny that we... Um, that a lot of these guys, I don't know how they did it. I had a con this morning that I went to, and is my eye bludged out? It looks like it. Uh, I went to a con this morning, did MCM last night, and still made this. And a lot of the guys are still here. That's really cool to see. <clears throat> Once again, oh, two, if you want to go get some of those variant covers, I know that, uh, you know, there's that cool one for one that uh, Ben C over there at CBSI is doing. That's sold out. I talked to him. You know, it is. I do know that Wanted Comics, go to wantedcomics.com. Is that where it is? Look, I didn't even know. I think so, but I don't think that one for issue two. I it isn't yet. That's why I'm gonna. That's why I'm gonna lay into it. It's not out yet, and the prices. Like I haven't looked at. I'm not a big store variant guy. I remember when we were looking over these and people were asking my opinions. I was like, "Who does that one?" And they're like, "This wanted comics." I was like, "That's pretty cool," because he's got on his first one, and I think he's still got some of these left. He had this right here, yeah, which I thought was cool. Like I'm all things Nile, dude. I just they're just such cool characters. They 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 are. They, they, so they, I begged everybody at the channel, and they told me like, "No, uh, we're not giving it to you. We're giving it to people away." So I think they gave some of these away. Did they give them away, or did they keep them for themselves? I didn't follow it after that. I've been trying to go on other people's shows to try to. Yeah, some of these are been given away. I think make comments so I could win them, and I wouldn't. That's honestly, the thing. That, that dude from the the comic from the first issue, like. Scared. He, you see him at the end of the book, and you know, mm -hmm. he's missing his arm, and he's kind of salty about it. Yeah, 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 really cool. And you know he's gonna get into it with them. And then like this one right here, I think they're doing pretty something pretty cool. He announced here. You know what? Don't we have his little? 
I got to tell you, dude, I called this guy up too. I didn't, Cause I was like, Hey, look, I don't usually talk about other people's books. I'm just going to tell you, um, going to talk about your book. Cause I really do. I think it was really cool that you revealed that this is characters coming and it's kind of something we've been thinking and everything. Oh, I circled it right there where they said, what does he say here? He says that it's a, the number two wanted comics with an X exclusive cover by Will. Sinley. The guy who does Kylo Ren. He's cool, Lenny. man. Lenny. Yeah. He's the guy that did the Kylo Ren books that were really popular. Uh, actually, Ava Chris was in one of those books. Also, uh, he did uh, Galaxy's Edge's covers too. Um, how did I know that? I don't know, but I remember weird things. The cover about uh, Calvin Scott does the, and the interior art is done by Indito, which is really nice. I am enjoying the interior art here featuring this. Uh, Tuesday, January 21st. So that's in a couple days here, is it not? At 12 Eastern. Tuesday, Thursday. Thursday. You can start ordering these then, I guess. That's how it works. I don't know. I will tell you this. Don't be surprised if you see me try to give a couple of these away. I think I'm going to try to get there on the 21st to order a couple. I just like this cover so much. So that's what I'll do. I'll tell you I'm buying that book. I'll probably see if he's got any of those first ones back too. Maybe buy them both. It seems really they reasonable. There. They're still there because I tried to yeah, I tried to put the first one in my cart to order the second one, but I couldn't order the second one yet because it's not mm -hmm. on sale yet. And I'm like, all right, well, hopefully come Thursday. I can get the first issue with the second issue because again, I'm not a big store variant guy either, but mm -hmm. I buy the ones that I like because yeah. I'm not buying them to resell them. I'm buying them because right. I want it. So yeah, if you buy right. a store variant, buy it because you want it, not because well, I, you, think you can sell it to make money. Yeah. I did see you something in the comments. Yeah. Cause I'm old. So the store variants, there's a long history of those. Maybe one day on MCM, I'll get into them. But like, there's a lot of people that were saying they were missing out on the first one and they wanted to know. And I sent a couple books out to people because they really couldn't get in. They just wanted to read it. Honestly, for two covers, I think it's, I don't know what the price is, maybe 40, under 40 bucks. You can't get them probably cheaper anyplace else. At least you get to read the book out of it. I know that's tough, man. I, I wish there was more of the covers. I will tell you that print run was huge. And there's a lot of people that's on Instagram that have got like hundreds of books. They're like I've seen short boxes, multiple short boxes sitting in people's houses. So if you want to know how something sells out, that's how, because people just aren't even reading it. They're just putting them in short boxes. Um, but yeah, so that is what it is. If you need them, that's still the first one there. So you can actually read the book if you want to read the book and enjoy it. Um, feel free to do that. And I think if you just want one cover, it's like $14 or 15 it's like a little bit high, which is a little bit high, I guess, because the cover is $4 or whatever. But you know what? I, for a store variant, that's not bad. Like fifteen. It isn't, bucks, it's not, not bad. bad for store okay, cool. So maybe that's it. A lot of time is twenty bucks for the guys. Table. Don't buy them all out. Let me buy like at least one or two, and then I'll do something on the show. I'll give them away. Then you guys can go support this guy. Buy it. I did hit him up. He seemed very legit. He he seems like a very nice guy. Uh, he actually is a fan of our show. He creeps our show. I think. I don't know <laughs> if I've ever seen him in the comments before, but he apparently he said something in there. I was like, uh, introduce myself. I do the show and everything else. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then did some deep cut on it. And I was like, oh, he actually watches the what? show, which is kind of cool. So, hey, any fan of mine, I'm going to be a fan of his. Um, so that's that. What else do we got? Do we want to – did anybody else ask anything? Where is this? I have five copies of The High Republic. Okay, cool. Are you reading all of those? Where is this? The variants? Yeah, the variants are at Wanted – Comics, C O M I X dot com, right, Pete? Yep. yep. Wanted comics. The number one still available. The number two. Do we have? Can somebody get into the pictures? Because I put a one in there so you can see the covers on these. They're really cool. I know these have been going around our personal chats for a while. 
if you got it or if not. What picture are you looking Here for? Here it is. So this is the number one. This oh, is yeah. the variant. And I think there's a version to this too. And then yeah. the number two goes on sale and it's got D on the cover of it. The only other time we have seen her is on the one in 10, which, you know, we've been talking, we've been talking that book up and said it might be special. And thank you and for I, over there. I for mentioned it. to you earlier, I asked, I did not get that book, even though I ordered it. Yeah. 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 Pete I did ordered that from DCBS. I ordered the A, B, and C and the one in 10, but they sent me the A, B, and C and the one in 25. Huh? Which I can't be mad because I got the one in 25, but yeah. I really wanted that cover. Wait, really? Yeah. Did you, did you, what did they say when you, when you wrote them? I didn't write them back because I'm like, well, I just opened it today. I've had oh. it for like a few days. But I opened the box today specifically because I wanted to pull that copy of that book out to put it next to me when we did this. And it wasn't in there because mm. they gave me the one in 25. Hey, look, I've been a big proponent of the Hans cover. I love that cover. I like this cover, too. Um, obviously, I like it more now because I love Dee. And to see her on the cover, I think she's the... There's Hans. Yeah, I like the Hans. I like both those covers. I like this cover, too, man. I don't know. I don't know what you guys think about Dee, but I just... I, Oh, I still like her. Again, I, Bro, yeah, wrong. I, I like her. I think she's got a lot more more in there. I think those are my favorite. I don't. Chad, do you guys have favorite? Did you guys read the novel here? JJ, did you get the novel done? Did you listen to it? I know you've been really busy at work saving people's lives, so it's probably more important to do that than, <laughs> than sitting in bathtubs and reading books and everything like that. But uh, you know, hopefully you did. Great breakdown. Thank you, Eric. I really do appreciate it. Eric, did you get? Did anybody get a chance to read this yet or listen to it? Because I really hope you did. If you didn't, please. Please do it again. Yeah, the cover swipe is the CBSI one. <clears throat> That's doing. I saw some uh, people receive theirs. Well, the, the comic book exclusives one, right? Oh yeah, sorry, comic book. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Ben, ben C, who does Ben C, who does he's, CBSI. He's a part of it, but it's not just his. Uh, second print does come at the end of the month of January and early February. Third print. Third print is FOC for number one two. So you could get the third copy cheaper. You're right. You could go out there and get a third print copy. Look, if you can get the one ten, get it. I think it's cool. Uh, if you can get the Hans, I love the Hans. And if you could get, you know, the one and stuff, I'd get after that too. Those are all still available. I think one in tens haven't gone nuts as of yet. I think people yeah, really get the one in ten still for probably close to or less than the C cover, the Hans cover. So. Yeah, I think when people figure out what's in this novel and actually read about this character, all this is going to go away. It's just going to go away. I could be wrong. Like, don't buy. Hey, don't buy it because you think it's going to be rare, go away, or it's going to be. A sp I'm just telling you, it's a cool character, and if you read it, you probably liked it too. Uh, yeah. Don't forget about getting my Pokemon cards. That's a different show, but yes, <laughs> uh, you finished it barely. What did you think, JJ? Can we get a response from JJ? A, a a ranking system, really quickly, of what he thought, and and are we right on with this D character and Row? Who are your favorite? JJ, if you could respond with who your favorite characters were and how many lightsabers you got it, I'd really appreciate it. Anybody else, too, in the comments, uh, I'd appreciate that, too. Uh, what about you guys? Top three, top three characters. While, while we're sitting here waiting for JJ. Let's see what's going on. Oh, look at that. Good. I'm glad it's on Eric's list. Yeah, top three characters has got to be – I have to have – I know he's going to die. I really know he's going to die, but I have Porter – I have a combination of Porter and Roe at the top. It goes flip-flops just because of how well they did it, but like flip-flops between those two characters. And then after that, number three would be D. And then a short fourth would probably be Bell. Hmm. Probably be Bellish, but only, well, well maybe it's tough. Amber, it's tough, man. It is yeah, really tough. Great Storm. You don't want to include Great Storm in your list? I, 
do, but like I, you said three. I'm trying to do three. I know. I'm not, I'm not Jen. I'm not going to add five. She's going to say five here. We know what she does for gravy. There's going to be five that she comes out. So Pete, before she adds five, Pete, who are your three? No, I'm to ask the question. So I don't go. I oh. go last. Jen can add her fourth and fifth. Wait, JJ Maxwell came through. He gave it four lightsabers. That's awesome. He loved ninety percent of it. I would assume that the love story didn't tickle his fancy either. And then uh, Gonzo gave it four. Uh, first novel I've read since high school. Congratulations. Good. Uh, keep it going. There's some great ones out there. She mentioned uh, Dark Disciples. That is amazing. And we're definitely going to cover Dark Disciples. And we're going to cover it with Jedi Johnson. Jen, are you going to cover that with us too? Okay. So Dark Disciple. Okay. If I <laughs> no, no, no. lottery in this book with my heart like having palpitations, uh, Dark Disciples, I legit like towards the end had like tears. And I was like... <laughs> We're not doing it. So you're going to be in or out. Are you in or out? I'll, I'll be in for Dr. Disciples. Okay, cool. Give us the top three characters you liked in this, if you could. Okay. Oh. Martian Rowe is not going to be on the list because he's what? like Joffrey. Like, I hate him so much. <laughs> I hate him. Like, I do not like him. But you're as, not in doing like, disciples. as in like, if I ever meet the actor or whoever wrote this person, I'd be like, hey, you did a great job. I hate that fucking character because he's the <laughs> worst person ever, right? My favorite characters, because they're not bad guys, are I'm gonna put uh Belle and Amber as one. Uh and then oh shoot, what was the Wookiee the Wookiee um Oh Burr? Yeah, Burr. very good, very good character, very good character. Mm-hmm. And who do you got at three? Shit. That's tough. Oh, and then uh Lorna Lorna D. Lorna D. This Jen, if you don't know her very well, does not drop profanity regularly. She is not like the potty mouth that I am. So to see how emotionally attached she is to this novel, it means that it is a good novel. JJ put in his so that we can hit his up real quickly. He said, Bell, poor A. I can't disagree. That's a good way to go, too. I kind of want to have the outpost as one, but I didn't want to pull a Jen. And now that she only did three, I'm going to revisit it. The <laughs> outpost is number one. So all those characters the outpost. That moves go to number two. And then we got D as number three. Okay, Pete, go ahead. I I love I love Joffrey. I, I'm <laughs> row, like By the end wait, wait, of wait, it. Wait, I, did you get the lightsabers? Jen, did you give the lightsabers? How many? Oh, uh, I said... If if just Dark Disciples is a five, I'll have to make this four and a half. Oh, cool. All right. Wow. She, okay. she went four and a half, but as world building world building, it was a five. Excellent. Sorry. I was trying to read two, you know, two things at once. It's hard for me. <laughs> Pete, go ahead. Sorry for cutting you off. Give it to me. It's all right. No, I had to go with, like I said, Joffrey is my number Marsh Martian row at the end. By the time the end rolled around, I, I was sold. So I had to go with him one. But then I'm probably gonna go two on the light side uh for uh two and three i don't know if i want to who i want to put in front but i like both porter and i also did like great storm i did like i, I enjoyed bell he was close but i went with the master over the impressness in uh, in that instance see i think i like Rose so much because i don't see him as i want to just take joffrey punch him in his face give him a throw him out castle done you're gone plus you're an inbred um, where I see Roe is like, he, I mean, you might hate Kevin Spacey, the actor now for his personal stuff, but like the character of Kaiser so say, yeah, and that's where I'm like, wow, it, it, he really is the Kaiser so and I really enjoy that character. Yeah, you know, being like the manipulator joker oh, that you don't expect. So many people, like, 
thousands if, of thousands of people died. <laughs> if they yeah. wrote the Joker like that, Batman would be a book that would be acceptable to read. Uh, JJ says they love store. Uh, the love story reminded me of pointless side trip we took in the Last Jedi to the mm-hmm. casino. Yeah, showing the characters. I think that's kind of appropriate because I actually can't tell Bright if you just did the one part where they were both sides by the ships. And that was the whole point. You could have got rid of the whole DJ thing and everything else. Just like with this love story, you could have cut out the first, you know, the first chapter of that and just done it in the back end. I think that it should have been Hondo, but anyway, yeah, too. Um, what else do we got? What's the, okay. So we refer to him as Burr, B-U-R-R, because that's kind of how they did it in the story. They shortened his name real quickly. Pete, you can go back and pull up his full name. It's Burr uh, something. And what's really weird is in the promo art, they spell his name forward and then backwards. Yeah. Uh, which I think is just something they were doing. I don't think that's his actual last name. Okay. Gonzo gave us his three real quickly. Porter, D, and Roe in that order, which is good. I mean, the, it, it keeps Roe. Like, you can see the personalities too. It's Buryaga. Oh, hey. So, speaking of the man I was talking about, he does watch. Because this is him, right? This is the... The wanted comics guy drew right that's him hey drew how you doing man thanks for tuning in thanks for being a fan like your books by the way just in case you didn't hear it i do enjoy them they look really cool what did you say his name was pete the wookie uh briaga briaga and then they had in the promo art that his name was yaga robe because it's briaga backwards they did that with a couple other characters and changed it later on uh i like burr too says jj maxwell but after the early chapters i kept having a Ah, yes, just in 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 Kale's yes, yeah, the whole time. That's funny, but I like that. I do like that they just give him a translator for the whole thing. Well, because because that's one thing I think when in in Star Wars when we, we watch all of like Chewie's scenes, like other Everybody. characters know what he's saying, but we're kind of like, I don't know what he's what what. what? But in this, we can see what, and it's like, wow, that would be frustrating. No, I knew what I was saying. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like the little details that they played out in this book. And that's why people were asking, like, is this a good starting point? I think it is. They gave so much details in here that like the comic book, if you just read the comic book first, it's kind of like, oh, this is short. And like, "Eh, okay, it was good. But like I was, and I was trying not to do it because I read the novel already. I'd already finished the novel and then read the comic book. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, they fast forwarded it. We're good. Niles coming, bro. Like it's coming. So I was excited. And then I was like, okay, cool. Then they're finishing off. They're explaining the rest of the teams and who's on the team because you now have you now have the grouping teams. And we kind of covered that in the comic book of how we felt the teams were gonna happen. I want to thank you for that too, because I was gonna read the comic, but then you were like, No, 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 read fin- like finish the book first and then read the comic. And when I did that, I'm like, Oh, okay. Like I think if I would have read the comic, I, I, read as much. I wasn't told to do that. So I read the comic first, and I'm like Eh. <laughs> Look, I'll tell people if they ask questions, I'm very open about it and I'll tell you what my opinion is on it and you can do whatever you want with it. But I think that also helps as much as I complained of like, you know, there's a half a million print run on this book and people are sitting around with long boxes of it. It does help because people reached out and got the novels and are reading it. And by the time the second print comes out, it'll be perfect because they <laughs> will, no, the fandom will be able to read the novels and then read the comics mm-hmm. and then look at the second one. So tie them in because that first comic is almost, I hate to say it, but it's almost a little bit of filler. Yeah. And if you read the novel, it's really good. But like, 
that Marvel huh? is taking so long with the comic book. Like usually Marvel's like twice a month. You know what I mean? Like we start a new series. We're twice a month. We're giving you issue one, issue two before the month's out. Well, so because there was supposed to be like a three month gap between originally the plan was when the novel was supposed to come out and the comic book was supposed to come out. This was going to, the Marvel comic book was going to be a six story short. It was going to be like a short mini arc because hmm. of everything that happened in the novel. So they were going to, so the first novel was going to hit, right? And then they were going to drop the Kitty book, the sticker book. And then a couple months later, in between, they were going to do like the Ireland thing and everything else. And at the same time, then the comic book would happen there. Now they dropped all three of those at the same time and in the same week had to do the comic because they had, I mean, they postponed it all for like a year. So they had all this stuff built up for it and everything mm -hmm. like that and rock and roll. That's how you go. I mean, it is what it is. I don't think it's a bad thing. People are really, you know, I, I didn't I've seen that look I think we can all see what happens on our YouTube channel. We can see what the clickbait is and what people are screaming and yelling about. It's the same people that always scream and yell about the same thing. I'll just say, go ahead and read this and form your own opinion, man. I mean, a lot of guys in here, a lot of people that are in the chat do that. And everybody that I know that has read this has not been disappointed. I know there's some some person I talked to or heard was like, Oh, I got through seven pages of so boring, I put the book down. <laughs> Three, but they said they but they said they the timeout. They also said that they haven't read a book since like forever. So like I don't think they were motivated to read it. So maybe listening to it might be a, a good option too. Yeah, it's a good option. Option. I, can't, I can't read a book. I, I don't have the attention span to probably sit and and read a book with you know within a you know a month like it'd be finished. Like yeah. I just don't have it in me anymore. I and you don't have to like it, but yeah. Yeah, so there's different ways to do it. And you guys said the audio was acceptable. You did say there were some yeah. funny parts, and there there was also another character, which we won't oh, mention how it comes out, what the voice sounded like. But oh we yeah, no, Jim, it's okay. Did you hear that in in early on, I think it was like the uh, the minister or whoever was on the planet that was about to be destroyed. He sounded like the voice actor. He did like Trump. Oh, like, right. sounded like Trump. Oh yeah, the, like, yeah, you're right. He did. Yeah. He was doing like know. a voice, even though it was a good character. He was trying to do his, his job and do things well, but it, he was just doing kind of a well, maybe he's yeah, whatever he's trying to do with it. John, I can't find my notes. I was trying to find my notes, but before this, but one character that was a Jedi was on there, and then they played the, the Empire theme. And I was like, <gasps> and I wrote it down somewhere, but I can't find it. Oh they played the, 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 the Empire theme behind that person, and I was like, Oh, really? That's important. I put that down. Right, because it was it was noticeable. Because you're like, yeah, because they yeah. did they, again while they were playing. They played the music, so when you get pumped up, like da -da -da -da, like there. If uh, anybody knows that, right in there, because they don't. Obviously, they didn't play any of the music in the book. <laughs> There's no music in there. There's just some kid coming up and punching me in the face, going, "Can we wrestle, but Can we wrestle, but Okay, let's wrestle. All right, let me put this well, down. Cool too, like when the, the Nihil were on the thing, like, and you would hear like the like metal music. I, I, it was. Oh, yeah. it, it was good. Oh yeah, you guys could probably hear that. Yeah, oh, they, they were cool. like some. It was like a. It was like the crow like when they were in the. <laughs> I. You know what book I bet's good is Alphabet Squad because there is there how they describe the music in that book too is probably pretty good. John Burr isn't just a cool name. The character is actually really cool too. I like how they already gave him a nickname because they're like we're gonna give you the world's longest name and then shorten it, which I appreciate. I appreciate four letter names. They're great. Um, I hope. Yeah, Gonzo, I do too. I hope that Porter stays a while. But they killed so many people in this book already. <laughs> like, they gave backstories to, like, they really did give backstories to five or six people. And then, like, 
They're gone. <laughs> You're gone. And that was the that, that's the tough part about the beginning. So hang in there if you read or listen. You know, if you're reading it or listening to it, hang it's in there because up. yeah, it's they'll off some people pretty quick. John, we do. Pete, did you put the link to the comic below in our uh, in our subsections in the comments or no? I don't think so. Okay, cool. Well, go to Tales from the Lizard Side. We do have a comic review if you haven't seen it. A lot shorter than this. Um, actually, you don't even. I think you don't even see my face on it, so it's pretty cool. You don't have to look at me. You just hear. <laughs> Uh, and you get Solo Wookie too. So if you missed Solo, unfortunately Solo couldn't attend. He had to go uh, handle a little business with ripping somebody's arm off that owes him a couple credits. And that's what Wookiees do. Either way, bad joke, because that's for Solo. <laughs> He's not here because he didn't read the book. That's what happened. He didn't read the novel. We didn't want to spoil it for him. Um, but yeah, go read that. The comic I thought was good. I, the, I think the hope on the comic after the novel is better. I think the scenes that they show at the end, because I knew and Jen knew, I was shaking her head. When you see Scare, you knew he didn't have a hand. You're like, cool. They didn't just give him a hand back. There's a couple other things that they did in that book, in that comic book, and you're like, cool. All right. And then they show you the previews for two, and you're like, yes, because the Nile, the Nile's coming, man. They're and they're in, yeah. they're in that book. And that's and, the thing. I read the comic first, which I'm sure a lot of you get did first. But after reading the book, I can I got to go back and read the comic again. But I already have more of an appreciation for the comic, knowing some yeah. of the backstory going into it. The Padawan beats the Jedi Master. Is he talking about when uh, what's her name in the comic when she they're just sparring and he's letting yeah. her beat her with one arm? Yeah. And, okay. Yeah, there's a lot of books and a lot of stories that a lot of Jedi Padawans beat a lot of masters in throughout the universe of that's not a new thing to uh, the world of Star Wars. Uh, actually, you can get the book what, like 15 bucks or you can get the yeah. Audible like well, sign for like 15 bucks. So yeah, after after doing the Audible, I'm still going to go buy the book from Target because like. I just want to like be able to like because that's the thing when you're listening to it in the car driving, you're like, oh, it's important when I write it down. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, ah. You can't go back to anything. That was the toughest part of listening as opposed to reading. Like, I couldn't just quickly look and say, what did I just look at? Yeah. What did I just hear? Who? Yeah. Uh, JJ says he thought the comic was just all right. Yeah. I mean, like, it was. It was. But that's what I'm saying. It's all right. It wasn't by, bad by any stretch of the imagination. And like I said, to see, I would really want to see some reviews because I know there's a lot of people that were, I posted in some of the Star Wars, like, actual fan groups, not the comic groups. Like, Hey, just wait. There's a second print coming out and gave them the date on that. And there's people that are like, cool. Cause the same advice I gave Jen, I gave them is like, read the book first. It doesn't just, you know, some of them won't wait. They'll go to sites or whatever to read it, but hopefully some more people do. Gonzo. Cool. What? I don't even remember what you won from the Christmas giveaway. There are still two people I know for sure waiting for it. Uh, Shannon Fisher. Don't worry. I have it coming out to you. And the same with our friend, Darth Lopez, uh, your stuff is coming too, but I contact those two very closely. I don't remember what Gonzo won, but congratulations on that. It's good to see that the mail is finally getting to people. Uh, good to see John wants to stick with it. Cool, John. Good. I'm glad you're sticking with it. It will be. I, I think it's going to pay off. I think it's next. I think once you start getting into two, you're really going to see some cool parts that we're talking about here once they start introducing these characters. And remember this, they haven't even introduced the plant. Like, So they've hinted at something. By the way, did you catch that in the novel? What? The Dara or whatever they hinted at that the the other big bad guy in this is that plant species. Oh, it's on Starlight. They've already hinted at it being on yeah. Starlight in the novel. It was like a one little. It was a blurb. Wink, wink, 
Knob Knob. Yep, very, very good. So that's going to be cool. Glad to hear that John's in there. It looks like he's going to be a fan of it. Like or oh, that's the part of like the Starlight Beacon that uh, Martian didn't like. He's like that the that the Emperor. What, how do we call? What, what's, what's her name again? The Chancellor. The, the Chancellor. Yes. Outer Rim is like right. That's you. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear. Like the the Outer Rim is like the Wild Wild West, and yeah. then. With the Starlight Beacon, it's going to make everyone like go outward along with the Jedi, and, he, and that's what got him upset. He's like, "Who are they coming into my territory?" Because yeah, right, yeah. He, but I think he wants to conquer. I think he has bigger plans. I think he want that wasn't. I think his part in the beginning was that he wants to conquer everything. Anyways, Porter, yes, both JJ and uh, Gonzo say that Porter needs an epic death. Yeah, I mean, yeah, with the lines they're giving this guy, he's got to have an epic death. I actually don't. I actually hope that I'm like 50 50, right? Like, I kind of hope I get to see it uh, through the uh, funnies. Mm -hmm. But I also kind of hope because of the lines that they've been using in the books that maybe it shows up in the novel instead. Because just, man, man, it'd be too good. It's going to be too good. I, I will tell like you this. Novel. I think I will he's tell you, more of a novel guy. Yeah, I will tell you this. A lot of this stuff is going to be, isn't going to make. Um, you know, a different type of media. I don't think it's going to make a cartoon or, or, or a movie or a TV show because there's too much, like, you, you're killing off so many characters and ending so many stories. Like, there's no gap. They are getting so much detail. There's no gapping in the story. And if you yeah. know anything about Star Wars, the big thing about Star Wars is all their animation fills in gaps. That's what they use animation for. And all their shows fill in dead periods that haven't been explained yet. So, like... What if it fills between the end of High Republic and Acolyte? Yeah, that'd be cool, man. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, I think that I think when you get Acolyte, you're going to get that guy that's out of Count Dooku's book. I really do think that that's who it's going to be because because why not? Like, I think they've given too many clues. I think he finally ends up with that purple staff part. And what's it called again? Hmm? Is it Rising or Dooku Lost Jedi? Lost Jedi. That's the that's one. That's a good book, dude. Cypho Divas is in there. I well, I should probably review that book too. I don't know, guys. You want me to review that book too? That's a really good book. Okay. And there's some really cool stuff in there. Real cool stuff in there. And Kevin Scott wrote it. So I mean, I know like obviously people listen because we start talking about those Vader Castle books, and you can't find a Vader Castle. You you saw what happened this Halloween. There wasn't any Vader castles left, man. There wasn't any, and they're clearing out those shelves to read it. It's good storylines, and obviously they have good art on a lot of the stuff they use. Um, Matt, good to see you. Yes, we're still going. I know he can't believe it. He knew that I was at the con earlier today and that I've gotten no sleep, and I've slept like three hours for the last. He was over at MCM. If you didn't catch MCM, make sure you watch it. It's a fun time. It is a fun time. Uh, and then you'll get some of the inside jokes in the chat because these guys love to joke around with me. Uh, stuff I say that night. Um, one good thing about JJ says one good thing about novel one being delayed is I think, uh, yeah, no, it's not even that far. Yeah. No, it's February. Like two, yeah. three weeks. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the sixth, I think something like that. And yep. in the meantime, you could fill in with the kid, the, the Ireland book. If you haven't read that, I mean, it's got big print in it, even for people like me with bad eyes. Uh, this is the beginning now what I know. Wait, I'm sorry. I shouldn't do that. Okay. So since this is the beginning, now I want to know what happened to the beacon. Oh, it's still it. They're just, it's it's. So it was because of the disaster. It was delayed. The opening was delayed. It's done being mm -hmm. built. Now it's opening up, and uh, yeah. of our of, of our Chris is going to be aboard it mm -hmm. as the, the, the Jedi. 
And that's yeah, where the plant species is going to be. We know for the novel, there was a little tidbit in there and the Dargan or whatever the bag, I can't remember what the name of the bad guy planet uh, swamp plant people are, are, but they are on that already. So it's going to be interesting what happens with that. Oh. thing. And that's well, what I think also about the, like the chancellor that made her kind of just kind of like, all right, you guys got 30 days until the, the beacon opens to figure yeah. this all out. Otherwise, uh, so JJ Maxwell said he meant the what's the next Charles Soul novel number two? Oh, what's the next? No, that's for, yeah, he's right. That's further down the road. Okay, but but they they follow Starlin uh, Gius. I know for sure in the next novel too. Yes, if you want to find out more about that, one ninety nine. Do know this, guys. Not just one ninety nine, and that Momoka cover. There's going to be a lot of them, so don't feel too left out. Don't overpay for that. Oh, two hundred. Yeah, 200, get 200 because the story keeps going on there. And what they're going to do is all these authors, authors, all these authors, authors that are writing writing anything, if they're writing the comic books, if they're writing the novels, if they're writing the kids' book, they're all going to do like two to four part little storylines that cover certain elements of it. So then after 200, 201, I think, is it who's writing? JJ, do you know who's writing 99? It was Soul who did 99 and. 200 i think it's scott or ireland one of the two is going to do or maybe it's gray oh i hope it's gray i can't wait for gray because gray's book's coming out in february they're going to do 201 and 202 and then they'll keep moving on and moving on they give you short little blimps there is a real cool cover for both like obviously the momoka cover is cool for that's the px that's the one that you can get through the comic book store the next one after that is a graffiti the comic book store one not the newsstand one that you can pick up at Kroger, Myers, or Barnes and Nobles. The one that you can only pick at, at comic book stores is a Boba Fett um, graffiti book for 201, which is also real cool cover. So make sure you pre-order those. I think you could still late order Momoka if you go to your comic book store. I'm not yeah, going to yeah, guarantee yeah. you that, but I think you can still. You, I think you can still like the the Golden Apples and some of the bigger stores have them. Or okay. Uh, two weeks, three. So I'm going to be like three parts, though. Is it three parts? Okay. No, I meant Charles Soul. Yep, he's right. Yeah, you are right on that. They are going to gap that out a little bit, but it was going to be a lot longer if we didn't have the shortened period. Uh, Matt's got jokes. Okay, very good. Uh, so does Gonzo. We've lost control of the chat. So <laughs> does anybody have any more questions? I wonder what does Eric say? He's always three hours in. Here. Do we have anything else? <laughs> yeah, this is supposed to be an hour long. I wonder if they bring characters into the High Republic. Ah, so the timing would be a little off there, Eric. Uh, well, I would. Wasn't it crazy that they talked about this arc of High Republic and how they have different arcs planned, like different phases planned? So, like this arc goes through this this year and part of next year, and then the yeah. new arc begins. Yes, which is cool. Which I yeah. Could you imagine how long they were going to extend it, though, like JJ said, if they didn't have it all you know, pushed together? That would be ridiculous. Uh, I would actually love, though, if the Acolytes was that. I would love if that was the Darth Bane story. That would be super cool, man. Oh, well. I could live with that because you can do that because it gets you into the rule, too, and then you do the one Sith before that, and that would be super, super dope. Okay. That is, we've got two minutes left, so we could either go through and waste two minutes, or we could tell you the other shows that are on the channel. What do they say? Uh, well, yeah. Okay, so we could either go through this, and what do we got? Mondays, we have the flagship. Oh, make sure you tune in on Monday. I'm just going to tell you. You're going to like it. 
Uh, make sure you're ready to capture screenshots too. Because McClay has got a surprise for everybody on Mondays. Tuesdays, we have got uh, – hey, what do we got, Jen? Comic book women. Of course we got comic book women on Tuesdays. Wednesday, I will be dropping a show. It will either be a tape show of some type of something or I get, I promise. I promise I'm putting a show together for you guys on Tuesday. We actually already have it loaded up, so I just got to have Leaky do that. Um, we are covering – do we know what we're covering? It's – oh, we're covering who could be the hand of the Empire. Uh, for a little sneak preview, we do uh, look at the thumbnail. We're talking a little bit of Jade there and how she could play her new role in the current canon system. And also maybe a little Ezra. I think we throw a little Ezra there at the end. We also, Pete, what day are we doing it? You got the toy things coming out. What toy are we doing this week? Do you know yet or no? Oh, well, uh, well possibly we could be doing my uh, Chinese release Darth Maul. We're going Ooh, I, yeah, you yeah, want. I, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I, I got to go to the store tomorrow. Then I guess you don't I got to go. get the real one. No, no, no. no. I'm gonna get the real one. I'm gonna get the real one. I'm gonna get the real one. Yes, yes. So, uh, me and Pete have had some great chats, and if everybody knows me and has heard this before, I love knockoff toys. Love them. And uh, so, <laughs> we've been diving into the Chinese market if we should buy Black Series figures from the Chinese market or not. We will give you the answer maybe this week because Pete. Went out there and said, Marco, I got you covered. I'm buying these. So we have some Chinese yeah. may or may not be knocked off. I we bought it in the box. On. I also got a loose one. From yeah, Jack. we don't know what's going on there. We hope that he doesn't start glowing from uranium. But uh, we're going to eventually get that going on there. Thursday. Thursday is – oh, wait. Don't forget uh, Maximus. You know, Maximus has got oh, that yeah. Wednesday presser thing. So if you're a Wednesday warrior – oh, he might have a new look on Wednesday. Do know this, everybody in chat. If Maximus doesn't have a new look on Wednesday, he welshed on a bet. He welshed on a bet. Not going to say what the bet was. He just welshed on a bet. Okay. So we have that. Oh, and in the morning, they're dropping. Uh, they're doubling you up. If you are a specker, if you need to spec help, if you need your game to be tighter, what was the thing if you – Dude, I got eight kids. I'm not getting stainless steel. I have three fridges. You think I want to be wiping? Yeah, Jen's been. She's been to the spot. Am I lying? I got fridges all over the place. I don't want fingers all over that. But if you do, <laughs> if you want fingerprints all over your fridges, watch those shows because they'll they'll help you out with it. You got the uh, prospective. I think they're doing that. My man, Steve Horn. Y'all... If you're lucky enough to talk to that man, I talk to him twice a week just so I can get my head right. He's really good. Make sure you're checking out that show. It's also got, uh, do we use their real names or do we, we don't? What, I don't know what their nicknames are. I know who the actual guys are on that show. Good guys. Uh, Dollar Bin is one of them. Very nice guy. Uh, and then I want to say the other guy's name, so I'm not going to say his name. If you know not. Short or long. That's his name. Okay. Those guys, good. Watch their stuff. It's very good stuff over there. Uh, you might even get to see the fabulous Nico. Um, I think he's on this show too. Either way, good stuff. They do a lot of good things over there. That is Wednesday, Thursday. We have do we have anything on Thursday? We might vintage may sometimes. We'll put something on Thursday. We'll oh, get something Thursday. for you guys out there. I don't know. We'll get something on Thursday for you. If nothing else, maybe we'll do a Star Wars short. We have one ready. We were talking about doing Thursday, remember? Oh, we are Thursday. Yeah, we're dropping our stuff on Thursday. Yeah. You'll have a show. You'll have a Star Wars show. Maybe we'll do both. Friday, we have – I'm tired. Friday, we, I'm usually pretty good at this. 
Friday we have, what do we have on Friday? I put my dollar bin in the afternoon on Friday. Ooh. Top 10. Pete's got and a brilliant new idea for uh, for dollar bin, so I, oh, I hope he lets this one go out there. And, of course, yeah. we've got, look, Ben S. is top 10. It's legit, dude. Go see if the book you sold this week made the top 10 list because you know that's what I do. I make sure that my sales, at least you're going to see one of the books I sold on top 10. It's going to be there. So uh, check out Ben's top 10 list. And that's got, that's got Mel. And make sure yeah. you tell Mel he still owes me a dollar or two. I know he got a new job. So Bird City usually hop on there. Oh yeah, Anthony over at Bird City, awesome. They're great. They actually, I, you know, that's where I do a lot of my pre-ordering too. Don't forget that. Hit them up. They've got great stuff over there at Bird City. Saturday is what? Saturday was yesterday. MCM. Yeah. If you want to hear about people cutting in front of Marco and stealing Pokemon out of his hands or whatever debauchery you want to listen to, with a little bit of spec thrown in. And some yeah, they get some great uh artists in there too, and, and guys that create books and stuff like that. It's a good show, it's fun, it really is a fun show. Check them out. Matt and Kyle, the absolute loot geek crew over there, and whoever else is gonna jump into that, it is a party. Uh be prepared. I can't, I can't stay up by the time you those guys start rolling on Saturday because I try to I try to get a toy video out Saturday morning, but you know, half the time I can't make it. Yeah, Godzo <laughs> loves it. Uh I will tell you this, usually me and my wife sit down chat we have a nice dinner on saturdays and i'm usually a couple drinks in if i ever show up on that show so you'll never know what i'll say on that show but uh apparently people enjoy it i i enjoy it so uh what else do we got yeah kev hey kev i see kev's out there he's been commenting in there kev's got a lot of good stuff on his channel jedi's coming on that's it we meet Sunday. I'll tell you what day we do three comic money because we're still trying to find a good spot to release but we will have, I think, Ryan Brown this week at some okay. point. Okay. First off, liked it, like Mike, but you did not ask him about the biggest thing. See, look, this is how it goes down right here. Is are they going to use Obi Wan's journal for the show? Do they, that's what you need to just go. Hey, I, he said he's working on a character. You all said it was Ahsoka Tana. I'm wondering if it might be a little bit of Obi Wan. He's kind of cagey. What to say? We tried. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's talking about what the Obi Wan was going to be. Yeah, that's why he wouldn't say. Yeah, I hope y'all have been listening to my show. You better go out there and get those Obi-Wan journal covers. They are great. Um, we are now over three hours. We have made it for a one-hour review. <laughs> Break the rules. Great shows, everybody. They're all great. We appreciate everybody. John, Kev, Gonzo, we saw you all there. Drew is good. Thank you. JJ, awesome. Matt, great to have you. Eric, oh, Eric has made his thumbnail. We're going to do something with that. Droid Grata is coming up, so that will be pretty fun. What else do we oh. have? Anybody else I miss? I miss uh, real quick, uh, John Vickery. Uh, yeah. I have like 53 short boxes, but you can't see them. Because he has, I, he, he can see 10 behind me, but I got more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to talk about short Yeah, boxes. we don't want to talk about it. Right? <laughs> no, we don't want to. Yeah, you're, you're going to piss my wife off if we start talking about how many short boxes are in my <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Jen, let's not talk about what goes on. In my it's a mess. We just so, say a lot and accept that it's a yeah, lot. Yeah, there's a lot. Actually, there was a count off. There was a count off at my house when Jen came over. And some people were like, well, Jen's got a lot. And I said, okay. And I said, oh, no, this is just this room. Yeah. We will keep going. We yeah. will keep going. Maybe we should do a – no, we shouldn't talk about it. You would be – come on. <laughs> if you just showed what you put on the, the your, your your table, the, the, the stuff that you had, I was just like – 
you would win hands down any day. Yeah. If we're playing like that kind of game, yeah, you're 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 gonna win. Yeah. But that's all right. Yeah. Who cares? I mean, like, <laughs> it's, it's, about, it's about if you like the things you have. It's not about. Yes. I've got some pretty neat things. <laughs> all right. On that note, we're not going to talk about Nate's neat things or whatever neat things, whatever's got. We're not going to talk about any of that. So we're done with neat things. And uh, that's it. All right. We're out. Uh, hey, can somebody, I can't get to this. I'm trying to do this. And this is why I'm trying to buy time is because I'm trying to do the, what are we? Oh, there it is. Peace out. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, may the force be with you always. Later. Yep. Back up. <laughs>